nothing's gonna ever bring you down. You're the best around. <laughs> nothing's ever gonna bring you down. Oh, fight to the top. I didn't know you never stop. Can't give up till you reach the top. Fight. You're the best in town. Ha! Listen to that sound. <laughs> A little bit of all you got will never bring you down. <laughs> My ribs already. <laughs> Just you're all right, Larusso. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Hey. <laughs> Welcome to Lights camera cocktails my name is jason and i am zenobia for those of you who know us welcome back welcome she's already got me crying because here on lights camera cocktails we pair amazing cocktails with amazing movies and if y'all can't tell by the way we're dressed we got an amazing movie for you or how we feeling we about to be fucking i can't even i know don't put your hands up i think i feel like you're already ready to i fight. am ready <laughs> you got <laughs> don't you don't spill, the don't you spill the drink truth be told guys we're sober right now <laughs> we're doing good we're about to we're about to start this mm-hmm. i'm ready i mean i'm never I'm truly sober i'm california sober i guess Nice. <laughs> All right. I'm sober right now. <laughs> so, are you ready? I'm ready. I know you're ready. You've been patiently waiting. I have literally. But I am ready. We're starting a little late tonight. It's hot, but thank God we got headbands on. Mm-hmm. So, we're ready. Let's go catch the sweat. Absolutely. Okay. You picked this movie. I did pick this movie. So, tell everybody what we're watching. We are doing The Karate Kid, y'all. If you don't, well, not everybody sees us on the interwebs. You should. We are doing the Karate Kid. You should, because one of us is uh, Team Miyagi-Do. I <laughs> and am. one of us is Team Cobra Kai. I am. And that's not to say that my allegiance is to Cobra Kai, but, you know, it's I, a nice contrast. I like it. Yeah. We're going to do it. Yes, absolutely. Okay. I don't know about your ass, but I'm ready to drink. I am ready to drink. That's you see why that I, gra- fly? I did. I was gonna like grab it with a chopstick <laughs> or something right now. I was like, I didn't want to interrupt. <laughs> if that motherfucker comes back, I'm gonna catch him. If you could get it with chopsticks, I, well, you I, can I, accomplish anything. True. I don't have any chopsticks, but I will okay. snatch it out of the air. You still can accomplish anything. Okay. So what are we drinking? We are drinking the bonsai. <laughs> Banzai, Daniel-san! Hey, Banzai! 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 Banzai, Daniel-san! Banzai! Okay. Close enough. So I <laughs> went through a lot of this is nice. things for this drink, okay? First off, I didn't know what to pick. And I wanted to keep it Japanese, so I wanted to use something sake or Japanese whiskey or something. Mm-hmm. But then there was a lot of other drinks. There is a drink called the bonsai, but it was a, a lot of things that I didn't know what they were. Okay. So this is my rendition on it because it's kind of like a spin on a mojito. Ooh, okay. okay. So I put six to ten mint leaves. I like what we're Half saying. an ounce of lime juice. And then I did a half an ounce of St. Germain. Now, if you don't have St. Germain or don't like it, use simple syrup instead. But okay. Like, that was my simple syrup. Like, when you were doing that, I was like, is she cutting it with water? <laughs> <laughs> this, this, no, yeah, this this is uh, club soda. Okay. That was made by Edwin's 
a soda machine today before oh, I left, hey. so I didn't have to buy it. <laughs> Thank you, Edwin. Edwin producer, mm-hmm. Mr. Fancy Pants himself. And then you're going to do an ounce of sake, and then a, a half an ounce of Midori, and you're going to shake it, and you're going to top it with club, uh, club soda, mm-hmm. and then you're going to shove a bunch of men in there because it's a bonsai. Yes. So, yes, this was come up with me and Edwin bringing our brains together. Okay. It's real pretty. I like it, honestly. So we're going to see. And there is no single one that is the same as the other, just like the bonsais. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, the green remind, <laughs> reminds me of the drink that they drink in Revenge of the Nerds 2. Oh. Where <laughs> Yeah. No, 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 no. But I'm sure this is better than that. I only put just a little bit of the Midori in there. Okay. I thought just a little bit of booger. <laughs> <laughs> just a little booger in there. You see it's floating. Is it ready? <laughs> All right. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, baby. Cheers, Mashley. That's really good. That's nice. As soon as I get past the mint. I haven't tried it. I just came up with it in our heads. Okay, that'll play. I like that a lot. Refreshing. Mm-hmm. With a hint of the sweetness. I'm glad that I used the St. Germain. I can taste it, and it's good. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Were you going to go with something else? It's just plain old simple syrup, because I was just I found that there's a sake mojito that is just, instead of rum, you use sake. But I wanted something... I found another one that was like a, like a something kick. I can't mm. remember, but it had Jaeger in it. And please I, don't. Please don't. I know <laughs> you have not recovered from your Jaeger. Please don't. So I'm gonna let that one rest for a while before I, I attempt to bring it back. Okay. Can I can I dunk my mint leaves or is that disrespectful? No. Okay. Mint leaves as garnish is good as for like the smell. Okay. And it helps bring the mint smell, but it also is good. For the drink, I slapped them so there's like nice oils on them, and you can dunk gotcha. there. So I can't because like right now, do you it's, like me? It's just tickling my nose. As I know. I take a drink. There was a point. The only reason is because I named it a bonsai, and so okay. it's like I needed some greenery in the drink. It's pretty, but I want to dunk my bonsai. You dunk it. Let me borrow your bonsai. All right, that's really good. That's nice. Good job, sis. That came up on that one. Okay, mm-hmm. so you ready for a little bit of? Her story. Oh my God, we thought like nice. really fucking nice. <laughs> it's a little in vogue right there. I love that. Never gonna get it. Never, never gonna, gonna get, get it. it. Okay, so we're gonna talk about sake. Sake. Okay, so I've been waiting for us to do something for me to put sake in. Well, have we never used sake? No, never. Okay. I text you guys. That and means I was like, we haven't done the last samurai. Nope. We haven't done Kill Bill. Nope. Because I would think immediately like sake. For those two movies. At least for part two. Is that the one where she meets uh, Tori Hanzo? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. 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 So. Of course I go to Tom Cruise first. Sake! We have not <laughs> done anything. Okay. And to be real with you, I haven't drank much sake. Really? Yeah. I feel like with you guys a couple times. Yeah. But like really, sake is just not something I know anything about. Okay. So you knew I had to like get my heart straight on. Got you. So, when we use sake again, there will be so much more fun facts because there is so much. Oh, I'm sure. I'm not even going to break down how to like even make it. I'm just going to break down some history. Mm -hmm. Okay, so sake is said to be from 
Japan mm-hmm. or China, depending on who you ask. Interesting. Okay. Is that why we find it at K-Town a lot when we go for barbecue? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because, like, it says, some say that, like, 9,000 years ago, China was making it. Okay. And, like, I don't know, two twenty five thousand years ago, Japan. Japan was making it. Okay. So, it depends on who you ask. For sure. But today, we're focusing on Japan. Okay. Okay? Well, this... Because that's, like, their drink. Like, they're known for that shit. Yeah. And this reminds me of the movie itself. This may be from part two, but... Mr. Miyagi tells Daniel like where the karate came from, and it came. Oh yeah, from, that's part two. Yeah, it came from China technically, mm-hmm. because his grandfather or great grandfather was a fisherman. Strong wind, strong uh, waves, strong sake, <laughs> and then he got lost and ended up on the coast of yep, China. Yep. He came back with a wife and the foundation of. Miyagi family karate. Yes. So, but in real life, at this point in Japan's history, they were kind of starving. Okay. And so they were like, okay, well, you know, let's start making some rice and we'll like bury it underneath water and then it'll grow and then we'll, you know. And so they did all that and they had a gang of rice and they stopped like starving. People were like, yes, people are employed. People are eating. People are happy. Mm-hmm. Do you know what happens when everything's like that? And you have like extra rice and you, you know, you're feeling full. You don't know what to do with it or you throw it out. No, bitch, you make booze out of okay, it. Okay, that's like, exactly did they what they did. stumble upon it or did they do it on purpose? No, you know, you get bored, high or whatever. Uh-huh. You're like, let me figure out what the fuck I'm going to do with this. What can I make out of this? And so that's kind of how Saki got like its thing. It's from like <laughs> so it derives from rice. From rice. It's made okay. with rice. Nice. A lot of Japan's alcohol is made with rice. Mm-hmm. Uh but sake, that's like what it's known for. It's made from rice. And so the first time that China met Japan, you know, they came over to Japan and met the Japanese. The thing that they were talking about is like, oh my God, all of the rice wine is like another name for sake, is what people call it. Even though it's kind of made more like beer mm-hmm. than wine, but like, sure. yeah, they call it rice wine. So <laughs> people wrote down when they met them was the Japanese were born to love wine because uh. they were over here just throwing it back. <laughs> Drinking games. There was drinking games apparently mm-hmm. that they would take the sake bowl and they would put it on a boat, boat, uh, a little boat down the river, and you'd have to write like a poem before the boat got to you. And if you didn't, then the cup of sake passed you, and you weren't done writing your like poem. You'd have to drink the sake. Mm. So that's like one of the first. I would purposely games. not finish my poem. Oh Wait, yeah. What? No, I'd always be in the front. The punishment so I'd be like, mm-hmm, is finishing. Mm-hmm. Finishing. Yeah, but poem, after like the third, the, the third, fourth one, you're like, fuck. Oh, well, they just you know? constantly go. I down. guess <laughs> I would think that it would be more than one. If we're gonna all line up here. <laughs> this dude's got extra sake and extra boats, and they got bored. <laughs> Another thing is that people would drink sake when they were mourning. Mm. It's a ceremonial thing. Of course. So Mr. Miyagi, it looked like he was drinking whiskey, but he probably would be drinking sake. He's talking about when he's drunk and Mm -hmm. talking about his days as a soldier Mm -hmm. and losing his wife. Yeah. 
So traditionally, he would be yeah. drinking like sake, I would, I would think. Mm-hmm. But he probably drank what he had on hand, man. I ain't mad at you, Miyaki. No. <laughs> okay, so we're going back. I mean, we already pretty far back. But in ancient times, <laughs> making sake, sake was a woman's job. And they were all women brewers. Mm. And they were good with the yeast. And they were good with the rice. And they knew how to make it. And mm. basically, they created the foundation of sake making to the point that like um a brewmaster was named a i like that to, what <laughs> just the name brewmaster how you doing jason brewmaster well you know a broom that is i know i want the label though i, I want I, the label you would get the label faster <laughs> than i would label. but like a brewmaster back then was called a to- toji okay i am so sorry my japanese listeners but Toji, I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. And it meant lady or madam because that was their job. Bad madam bitch makes the fucking sake. But she, of course, you know how men be. They didn't want us in there and they kicked us out of the brewery. Not you. Can they, I tell my side of the story? No. Nope. Can I tell my side of the story? No. Because the ancient men. I didn't make shit, but she could have made she gotten me some sake. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so once they kicked the women out, mm. started making their own, they came up with a scene. Just like a Eddie Murphy uncle thing? Like, get out of the way. You don't want to make no, no sake. No, yes. And then they did it so much where they were like, you guys can't come in the breweries. Like, at all, bitch. And what they would say is, the, the legend is, to let a woman enter a brewery, the sake will be sour. So they soured up the sake. If it, they they said it's because our periods would be in the way. Legitly, these are some of the wow. things. We bleed too much to be around sake. Keep bleeding, keep, keep bleeding, bleeding away. <laughs> <laughs> to start crying. Yeah. So being all period, we weren't allowed to be in there. There is a female sake goddess, but. She's the only one apparently allowed to be at the brewery. The goddess of sake. There is a goddess of sake. Sock of course. To me, baby. <laughs> like, I want to go to her temple. Like, where do I go to to get the sake? Gotcha. When when eventually we buy a house and you move in and you and Ashley start mm-hmm. cycling together, I, I'm gonna make you a mixtape and some sake. <laughs> it's a sake. I like it. Love it. Please, thank you. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So the goddess of y'all aren't sake. gonna let me in. No, you you have your own. You have your own room you're gonna just be i'll be in the office dojo yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) he's just sitting there fighting letting out my frustrations these women won't let me in the house (laughs) (laughs) okay you keep getting me off track i'm sorry the goddess of sake she is the only one allowed at the brewery women wise because if you bring another woman there she'll be jealous she sounds hot she does sound like a hot bitch like you, you desperately like want to be a Aphrodite of Japan. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Uh, I do not know if this is still the practice where women are not allowed to brewery. I did not dive into that. I will the next cycle that we cycle. <laughs> ooh, ooh, when we come back to sake, <laughs> I will look deeper into that. But the red sun rises. But for. Our new sake drinkers, I have a couple of things to do when you drink sake. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. We're not doing it right now. Okay. But like, okay. I'm still going to drink. <laughs> <laughs> when you 
are serving sake, you serve it palm down. So you would serve it like this, uh, not like this, like holding it from the bottom. Not like wine. Not like wine. And wine, we do pour from the Where bottom. You put the thumb. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you do put the thumb in the booty hole. I don't, is there a booty hole in In the wine hole. No, there is no booty hole. There's no yeah. booty <laughs> So yeah, you don't, you don't thumb it. Uh, yeah. You hold it from the top and you pour it. To be extra respectful, you pour it with two hands. Okay? Okay. Number two, when someone is pouring you sake, you you hold the, the cup. Okay. So don't just set it on the table and have them pour. You hold it. Okay? And to be respectful, you hold it with two hands. I did. You did. did. You definitely did without me saying it. I went thumb, palm up. Is that wrong? There was no, I believe it feels like the palm. I think it is the palm and the hold, but like that's how you hold it when you pour it. See, and this kind of shit matters. Like, it we does. Were, we were talking to Ashley's aunt the other day because we're getting ready for our wedding uh-huh. and we have our tea ceremony. Mm-hmm. And I'm learning now the tea and the, where to hold things. Yep, and all, all this stuff, stuff matters. matters. So that when we go to Japan, we don't look all kinds of stupid at the sake bar. I'm going to look stupid, but it's going to be because of the sake. <laughs> <laughs> not At first, we're not going to look stupid. We'll look st- stupid later on. Okay, so the sake. Also, you pour sake for someone about two, three times, and mm. after that, you let them pour their own. Gotcha. You don't have to just constantly be the bartender. Okay. okay? When you pour the sake into someone's cup, you do not fill it to the top. You fill it 80% full. Okay. This is so that, because you know how, like, when you get it, you get, like, the little bowls, right? Sure. You get the little bowls, and you get the little canteen. Oh, God, I feel bad, because I don't know what the real names for these things, but, like, the little, that it goes in. So disrespectful. I am, really. I'm all trying to tell you how to be respectful as I'm disrespectful over here. Please forgive me. (laughs) This is, like, two days of research. Please help me, okay? So, um, so... When you pour it into it, you don't want to fill the little cup up all the way because if you do and you bring it, you're going to spill it. Okay. And you don't want to spill it. Two, also, the reason why the cups are so small and you're not supposed to fill it all the way is because sake is supposed to be served at certain temperatures depending on what the sake is. Okay. So when you're at a restaurant and they give you warm sake, cold sake, whatever, and they pour it into the cup, you kind of need to like drink it at the temperature that it is. So they don't give you a big glass of it because they don't want it to get cold or or warm, warm, depending on what it's supposed to be. Right. So it's so that you can appreciate it in the condition that it's made for. Exactly. Okay. Okay. I see. All right. So number four, which suggests why they call it more of a wine than a beer. Because, yeah, yes, it does make sense. Number four, when you order another sake, give me another sake to me. And they bring you another sake, right? And you have both of the little canteens sitting there. And you have the old one and the new one. It is very disrespectful to pour it into a new one. Uh, Yeah. Because the temperatures are different. Yeah. Back again to the temperatures, they're different. So you want to finish the one that you have and then start the new one. Old business is old business and, and new, new business, business is new business. business. Yeah. Okay. So don't, you know, marry your shit, which okay. I feel like Americans, that's exactly what we would just go to. We're like, yeah, pour it in there. Savages. Can't do that. At least not in Japan. Don't do that. So number five. Okay. So do not shake or look into your bottle to see if it's empty. Okay. <laughs> so if you're not sure, 
Just pour it into the cup. Don't yeah. look into it and be like, let me see. Or shake it. You know how you just like shake something to see if it's like empty, how much more you got left in there? Okay. That's what we would normally, you know, do. But don't do that because it is in a vulgar act in Japan. Okay. And it changes the temperature of your sake inside because you're shaking it and cooling it down. They're big on this temperature thing. Big on it. Don't do anything that will disrupt the temperature. Also, for some reason, it's vulgar. I guess, like, looking, like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But that's what I learned. There's a lot to be learned, and it has been learned by all of us. Banzai. Banzai! <laughs> yes! Mm. Mm. And this, this drink slaps. I like that's it. That's a good-ass drink. I like it. It's getting better with each taste. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, it's, I'm just saying, like, the deeper I get it, I, I, I'm not even into the motherfucker yet. Back up. I think because it settled a little bit after I, you got to stir it a little You know bit. we sell this. <laughs> you know I do sell these. That's too bad. I just stopped so drinking yesterday. <laughs> Y'all stay out. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know about you, but are you ready? What am I ready for? For the, the motherfucking drinking Game, yes, and we got Smashy here. Oh shit, she's coming in hot. Here we go. Coming in hot. Goddamn. Okay. I'm already buzzed. All right, Banzai. Banzai. Okay. Want a sip? Okay, you're liking this drink. It is good. I just have to say before before we start the drinking game. I'm making up for my lack of gun skills. What? I got I got a little prize at golf and stuff. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> pew pew. Pew pew. And I forever now have you can't that. make fun of me anymore because I can't. Make I can. Yeah, but if I'm you still fire, doing you're it. not gonna know what. <laughs> <laughs> you're not gonna know what sound is gonna come out. Exactly. Woo! Okay, alright, I'm done. I'm done. I'm just okay. happy I have the pew pew forever. Pew pew. Pew pew. Forever. May my it made my you guys, it made my day for like weeks. And then she put it on Instagram and then it made my day again. For, for another week. week. Alright, okay. I'm gonna use this we if I don't drinking? like your drinking game. Oh, oh no. Pew pew. Alright. Alright. Here we go. Hey, yeah, take a sip. Every, every time Daniel flirts with Allie. Hey, Allie. <laughs> like, were you trying to show her how to, like, kick Wait, the... Wait, which Allie? The, what do you mean, which Allie? Allie with an I or Allie with an I? Allie with an I. Okay. <laughs> which Daniel? Hi, Allie. With an L. <laughs> with an L. <laughs> okay, yeah, they flirt a lot. Yeah, yeah they do. Teaches her to yeah. play soccer. I'm just sorry about your radio. Yeah, I'm more sorry about your eye. I mean, I guess you should have just given it to him. Well, why? It wasn't his, right? Yeah, it wasn't his. Do that, we think we <laughs> like already. You know what else we do like? <laughs> I mean, she, I mean, he tried to flirt with her. Dude, she was making it so easy for him. <laughs> no, she like kicks the ball like, ooh, okay, bye. Like she was trying to get rid of this. Oh no. We'll get into that, but I have a theory on that whole oh, section. Man. Oh no, right. run fast. You can take a sip every time Allie rejects Johnny. Uh huh. Hey, Allie, I want to talk to you. Just leave me alone. We've been over all this, all right? I don't want to talk. 
Well, I want to talk to you, all right? I just want to talk. Oh, I want to talk to you. Or uh, I've been over this, I don't want to talk. I want to. I want to call a truce, dude. Dick, dude, she's fiery. I like it. I love her. Whoop his ass. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. In front of her parents, like she don't give two shits. Right. Her left hook. What do you think? You sprained her wrist doing her nails. <laughs> You're gonna take a sip every time New Jersey is mentioned. Now, Newark, New Jersey, just yeah. in general, because they talk about that shit like, can we just go home? Why can't we just go home and forget this place? Does that count? No. No. It has to be, say, New Jersey. Or okay. New Jersey, yeah. 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 You said a in New Jersey. Newark. As you know, I was from Jersey. Because I'm from New Jersey. I got a nose for my own. I know it's from New Jersey, because I am from New Jersey. <laughs> oh, do I you know, know my own kind. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Take a, all right, take a sim every time Daniel is doing any sort of training. Whether he knows it or not. Oh, yeah. Like painting. I'll allow yes. it. Because yes. at first he doesn't know. Correct. So painting ah, and cleaning the cars, dear. sanding. And... Does Naomi loves her, her training montage? I do. So I, do. I do. I <laughs> do. Oh, my God. Dude, it's so picturesque. He's on that uh, boat traveling one way, and he's just, like, doing his shit. I don't, I don't feel like he'd be able to do that. <laughs> I mean, he was him doing it. That wasn't him. That was him. Huh? Ralph. It might have been him, yeah. Ralph. I, they made. Machio. I don't know. Maybe they weighted the the boat down. Maybe it was on a string. I don't know. For safety issues. Yeah. Sandbag. That's true. Because when he's kicking the waves and learning balance, he's falling all over himself. <laughs> well, I mean, it's you've been in the ocean. Even the oh, professionals. Me, I did that shit after I saw the movie. I, we we were in the water, trying to stay up. While the waves are coming down. I mean, I do that hard. every summer. It's hard. You take a simp. Simping. When '80s jam is playing. Yes. You're Young. the best. Oh, <laughs> I already did that one. That's not what I was gonna say. <laughs> Young heart runs fast. Driving down the road. Amen. I like "Cruel Summer" personally. I, oh. You guys, Jesus. I don't know if it's on the soundtrack or not. Why is it not on the soundtrack? Because we. I think it is. I don't think it is. No, because on Spotify's <laughs> playlist, it is not available. Spotify be fucking with of the soundtracks that you look up for Karate Kid motion picture soundtrack. Because I forget, I keep forgetting it's, it's on. The it's movie. there until I hear it in the movie. Right. Yeah, when he's writing his Because anytime that I've right. been listening to the soundtrack, it's not it's on. It's not on there. Yeah. What happened? I think they really? didn't have the rights. They didn't have the yeah. rights. It was a big. It was a big jam. It was a big. Yeah. Well, they brought it back when Cobra Kai came out. Series. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, the, you know the Thank song you, was Leo. Old, the song was older by then. Aw, thanks, Leo. <laughs> yeah, our buddy Leo uh, is the composer for Cobra, Cobra Kai. Kai. I didn't tell you that. He, I guess you have. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> yes, okay. yes, you have. <laughs> Did I tell you he was nervous as fuck before he booked that job because he was working person. on a show and it had finally. Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> I got it. You begin a luck. Beginner's luck. You begin a luck. Begin a luck. I guess that means I can accomplish anything. All right, we'll see if we can accomplish this show. (laughs) First. You're going to take a simp when you hear Mr. Miyagi's signature Asian flute music. (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha. You did. I almost spit it out. I want to spit out my bonsai. <laughs> because as soon as you said it in my head, I heard it. 
Dude. <laughs> if you heard me when we were watching movies tonight, I kept giggling in my stomach. <laughs> because you knew it was coming tonight? Yeah, because I kept hearing the flute. And I'm like, ah, that's a drink. <laughs> <laughs> there is quite a few. All right, take a sim uh, anytime Daniel is bullied, which is a lot in the beginning. Absolutely. Okay, so this <laughs> is... Don't touch it, punk. So this is the beach fight yep. scene. Yes. This is him coming home from seeing his mama and they pushing him down the hill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is Daniel trying to be all cool. Beat by a bunch of skeletons. Yeah, trying to be cool and then he beat up by skeletons until Mr. Miyagi came mm-hmm. and saved his life. And then what about when they throw an egg in his hair? I don't know. Well, is that one of them? Like fun. I wouldn't have. Fun no, either. because everybody was getting. Not everybody. Not but everybody, but like yeah. He was just going down the road. If you were there, you were there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I would say so. He gets bullied a lot because he's a new kid. Yeah. He's I don't care. Okay, okay. I don't know if I count that as bullying. I think so because, like, she's given him no play whatsoever when she first meets him. This is my friend. I'm charmed. <laughs> well, and then immediately do when you she remember talks, high school? he talks about his bike, then it gets her attention. Oh, maybe he does have money. What kind of bike do you have, Daniel? Suzuki? Honda? What? You can't be, you know, you can't be thirsty off the off the bat. You yeah, but be you a little... can also not be a bitch. And she was being a bitch. I don't know. The bitchy girls always have dudes. Apparently, that's what they like. All my bitchy friends, straight up always got dudes. But then, <laughs> once she dudes. learned what social class he was standing in, she was a bitch to him again. Afterwards, he didn't know that she punched him. I'm just saying that was that was <laughs> She's all. She's never been anything but nice to you. That that was all misconnection because sure. you know he if he would have stood up and been like what the fuck you doing on my girl then he would have found out everything. Mm-hmm. But she should have never been that close to being even like. Well, he was humiliated though. He was. Yeah, he's so he sitting left. there with a bowl of spaghetti on his chest. I mean, the whole all the rich people in town were laughing at his ass. I mm-hmm. mean, yes, he made an ass of himself by making an assumption. Yeah, that wasn't her. But. Point. She, her friend, knew the whole story. Well, you know and what? Still didn't divulge. She, she's the only one who did because he was running around here looking stupid. Mm-hmm. But you know what they say? Young hearts <laughs> run fast, <laughs> driving down the road. Okay. All right. Mm. Keep it. We're gonna take a sip when a Cobra Kai code is mentioned. Oh. Remember them. I can't hear you. I need first, strike hard, no mercy, sir. Hey. Hey. <laughs> oh, I, I forgot there was a lot. I don't know. Let me check. My oh, notes. yeah. <laughs> Let me check. My um, notes. I don't remember. Strike first, no mercy. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is the enemy does not? Work? Enemy deserves no mercy. There you go. Take Sam. <laughs> I don't. I. Uh, Man faces you. He is enemy. Take a sim when Mr. Miyagi says. Daniel's son. Daniel's son. Daniel oh, son. shit. That's a lot. That's a lot. Come here. Come here. What? <laughs> wait, wait. Okay, let's see if you, you can say any any of Mr. Miyagi's lines. Take oh. a sim every time Mr. Miyagi speaks in two-word sentences. Mm. After what? After, after. After, after. I was thinking of that one. I <laughs> see <laughs> you two would say the same one. Same, same. Yeah. Same, same. Uh, father, teach. Wax on, wax off, wax on, wax off. Wax on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Go on. Wait, uh, he says all all offense. (laughs) (laughs) Remember, dear. (laughs) 
Same you, same me. Same he, yeah, ah, there's a lot. No, no, you it's a lot. Sweetheart. <laughs> Different, but same. But same. Dude, that means like half his lines are just the other half. <laughs> this is awesome. Okay, good. All right, take a sit when Mr. Miyagi makes a wise or proverb-like statement. Mm, okay. Just, uh, ah. what's he say? Just because you have license doesn't replace. Doesn't replace. Yeah. Ear or eyes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mine, yeah. Uh-huh. Or, I don't know, he be dropping jewels in this What's the one about movie. his belt? Oh, you Canvas, like this. you like? <laughs> 319 yeah. at Sears. JC Penny. Or JC Penny's. <laughs> Okinawa, belt no matter. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Uh, take a sip every time Mr. Miyagi says hi. 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 He does it a lot, and I love hi. it. <laughs> It's just like a, a lot. <laughs> you did get us a simp in. We got yeah. a simp in since been simp in. Take a simp when Mr. Miyagi has to correct the pronunciation of his name. Oh, no offense, Mr. Miyagi, but I don't think you understand my problem. Miyagi. Miyagi. Understand perfectly. <laughs> when he's robbing homeboy at the tournament, excuse me, this pronounced Miyagi, he's not Take Miyagi. this belt, bitch. Take it. <laughs> Take the, she's, she's like, oh, oh. oh, oh she, yeah, she just puts it. Got it, got it. Gotta, let me put it under my <laughs> sweater vest and head on into the tournament. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Hey, take a sip when Mr. Miyagi kicks ass. Nice. <laughs> so, Lacks on, black on. So is this him, like... Fighting Daniel? Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, when yeah. he shows him everything. Every time he, like, basically every time he fights. Okay. Okay. So it counts when he finally reveals what he's been teaching him. Mm -hmm. Show me paint the fence. Show me paint the fence. Hey! Hey! This! This! Show me sign the faith. This! This! Yes! Thanks! Thanks! <laughs> that's like okay that's i know like his face spot thank on. you thank you <laughs> that's one of my favorite i know he doesn't he's not making that noise mm. but that's exactly the noise his face is making yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course yeah. that's and then when he gets it he's like oh okay oh. yeah yeah come back tomorrow he's like yeah i'll come paint your fucking house <laughs> let's go you need your shoes waxed. Wax on, wax off. I got you. Are you going to take a sip when golf and stuff is seen or mentioned? Yes. Where do you want to go? Golf and stuff? Hi, I guess we're going to golf and stuff. Yeah. Golf, golf and, and stuff? stuff? <laughs> oh, I guess we're going to golf and stuff. Let <laughs> me check out that slide next time. Mm. I know. We don't have bathing suits. No hearts be Oh, fun fact. If y'all go to golf and stuff and you want to get on the, the boats, <laughs> bumper, the boats. bumper boats, you have to wear closed-toed shoes. Yeah, we found out that one the no hard way. No sandals, my friends. That's, sorry, not cool. it's not in our, our series because we Zenobia and I had sandals on. Okay, wait. Can we just... All right, you guys... We went on a field trip. We went to golf and stuff. Yes. It's not that far from here. We nope. were like, okay, let's go. And we went and we played games and we... We, we won some prizes. We yeah. won some prizes. Shit. Me and Jason killed, got like 500 tickets in one game. Uh-huh. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> and all 500 tickets went to get her, her little mini gun. <laughs> 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 
went with the little no, guy. I got some Laffy Taffies. I ate them already, though. I, got I said I was going to save it, but I ate it. I got some cat ears. We got that Laffy Taffy. <laughs> A Pac-Man <laughs> keychain. <laughs> All right, go. Finish your first drink when Daniel has his first lesson. How to take a fall. Oh, when he learns his first lesson. Daniel, he wants to learn karate. Well, here's your first lesson. How to take a fall. Oh, it's supposed to think about the pain. Oh. Learns his yeah. first lesson. He wants to learn karate. Well, here's your first lesson. How to take a fall. He, he, he fell down that. Yeah. Ended up with a runaway zit on his forehead. <laughs> gross. He threw his bike away, man. It was serious. Stupid bike. <laughs> now, do you think he's really mad at his bike, or is he putting on an act for he's... his mom so that his mom doesn't know? No, no, no because he, she wasn't there at first. Mm -hmm. He was there. He was mad. He threw the bike away because every time he out and about, they gonna find him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. you, he like he said, I'm, I'm probably safer on the bus, which he probably, which is true. He would have been safer on the bus, but I don't know about that. He's just mad. You see nobody. We get fucked up on the bus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I mean, I think he was just, I don't even want to be here. Just yeah, get rid he of definitely everything. just hit his limit. Yeah, he was point. done. I can't even go have dinner with my mom without coming back and being, get my ass beat. And Mr. Miyagi likes to eavesdrop, apparently. As oh, do I. What's happening in front of his door? I don't know. That's convenient. <laughs> that's convenient. I have a lanai balcony to the streets. Mm -hmm. And I am constantly out there peeping and listening to people. <laughs> That's why you wanted your Ivy. I so wanted to see, like... so they can't see me, but I could see them. And I hear them, you know, talking Over on the, the phone mouth. or like, <laughs> Over the mouth. <laughs> okay, uh, not my, I'm not over the muff. Let's just clarify. So. <laughs> Jesus. The best way to use <laughs> so i understand on eavesdropping if you're gonna do it right outside my window outside my door who's that creeping up my window i'm gonna listen yeah because if something pops off and the cops come knock on the door depending on who you are i'm gonna say what i seen and what mm -hmm. i saw <laughs> yep she did it Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, we're almost there. We're going to finish your second drink when Danielson catches fly with chopsticks. Nice. <laughs> like you just did with, with your hand. Yeah. With my hand. With these two. Beginners us luck. Shit. I've been lucky for the last, I'm not going to say how many years then. Uh, okay. All right, and then you're going to finish your third and final drink when Daniel does the crane kick. Was that I was oh, I was following directions. <laughs> is the crane kick illegal? If do right, no can if... defense. <laughs> Fuck no, it's not legal. It's not legal? And you can't kick, no shots to the face are legal. It's, she says no punches to the face. Who says that? The girl was uh, Allie. Okay. Was I... I mean, and then you look at... Uh, Episode one of Cobra Kai, he straight up says it was an illegal kick. Oh, mm. well, if Cobra Kai said it, then it must be true. Well, it's been a debate for the last... Yeah. I know, forever. 40 years. Forever. Yes. No, I know. Before Cobra Kai came out, that was a... That was a big debate. Who's the real karate kid? Big... Are you asking me? Allie. <laughs> <laughs> she knew the rules. You know, she's got a strong left hook. Mm-hmm. I think she's a real karate kid. She's definitely a fighter. 
We didn't even get to see. She should have been in the next Karate Kid. It should have been her. Allie? Yeah. Yeah, that would have been great. All right. And that's that's Smashley's drinking game. Oh, yeah. Do what? Do you guys have any any? I do. Anyone's any more to add? I got something. You got something? Take a a sip. Every time the mom mentions like palm trees or a pool. No, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah. I like oh, that. Oh, you like winters, huh? You like frozen toes. You like strep throats. She would have got me. She would have definitely got me like come pool. Come on, my darling yeah. son. Palm trees. Yeah. Come, come, come. And I would have been like, yeah. But once I walked in that motherfucking building mm-hmm. and I saw that pool, mm-hmm. she would have never heard the end of it. No. Nope. Please don't say anything about the pool. I'm going to call first thing in the morning. I'd be like, Mom, fuck you, bitch. I was expecting to jump in the pool right now. We've mm-hmm. been on the road for days. I would have fixed it myself. <laughs> I had to push this fucking piece of shit car across the country. Which begs the question, what was Mr. Miyagi doing before Daniel got there? Because no, nothing worked. The you- sink didn't work. The pool didn't work. The fence he had to kick open. <laughs> I mean... Working on his bonsai trees. Catching flies. What the fuck was he doing? Why aren't you fixing my pool? He was waiting. He was phoning it in until something was worth it. He's Ah, sitting here with a fucking koi pond in his backyard. (laughs) And I can't. And I don't have no pool. And I don't have no damn pool. That's some bullshit. Bullshit. Got you, Mr. Miyagi. Mr. Miyagi, you did him wrong. I do. Yes. Uh, You got to take a simp. Anytime you hear the word bonsai, <laughs> bonsai. Mm. I got the last bit of it. See, I, I listened. I didn't shake it. I didn't test it. I drank it. <laughs> Ain't no sake left in that bottle. Amen. In that glass. Very good. Are you ready for another one? Yes. Okay. All right. I think that's the drinking game. It's a drinking right. game. All right. Bonsai. 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 <laughs> Okay, thank you, Smashly, for our drinking game, and we will smash responsibly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like I said that wrong. <laughs> I like it. I like it. It's done. All right. <laughs> pew, pew. Okay, let's do the stats. Hit me with the stats. Karate Hit Kid. With your best shot. I'm going to... Anything yeah. above the waist is a point. Okay. <laughs> gotcha, bitch. Right in the nip, too. Huh? Sorry. <laughs> I feel like this is slanted. <laughs> this ain't fair. Okay, the Karate Kid came out June 22nd, 1984, baby. The budget was $8 million. Back then. Translated into 2023 money, it was $23 million. Shit. To make this. And it made... 91 million dollars translated into 2023 money that's 266 million dollars that this times movie its made fuck yeah so it made money and it made sense bro somebody give me 23 million dollars to make a movie can we just have eight give me one watch what <laughs> i do with it <laughs> we just get the the bottom okay so um rotten tomatoes are you ready I guess. Critics, 89%. Okay. So they fucks with it. Uh-huh. 
Well, sometimes a movie is just undeniable. It doesn't make me like them any better. Oh, is that where the, salty, the yes. saltiness is coming from? Okay. It's not from lack of admiration for the movie. Of course. I love you, the movie. You chose this, so you're the reason why we're doing it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Audience, 82%. What? Oh, now, oh, you real salty That surprises now. me. You thought it would be what? Yeah, audience usually higher. What did you think it was going to be? I would have thought it would be like 94 honestly, based on what the critics said. Okay. I feel like this is a bunch of angry people like, no, he's not a real karate kid. <laughs> Johnny's the real karate kid. Oh, you're... It didn't say which kid. It's whoever kid you wanted to be. They're all kids. Nice. Right? Okay. Right. Barney Stinson believes that Johnny's the karate kid. I know. We, we could go into that. We will go we into will that. We will go into that. We absolutely will. Okay, the ZZ Fresh. Okay. Ready? Yes. 92%. Okay. I do think that Daniel's son karate is whack. And that, <laughs> you know, he, he would have definitely got his fucking ass beat. I'll tell you this. Johnny was way better at it. And Johnny was way better, but neither one of them had any martial arts training before this movie. And I could see that. Yeah. But Johnny was our William Zabka did have experience as a wrestler and as you can see he's more of a natural athlete yeah I, they they kind of pulled ralph out of like mm-hmm. you know and I, I, he did a great, he did right a great job building. he did a great job his serious scenes you're like i feel you yeah like the scene the dumpster scene with the bike that we were talking bike. about totally felt Daniel, nothing yeah, yeah you just feel felt like, like it ma yeah you just see you know a teenager just trying to deal with the shit so mm-hmm. like I get it. Sure. But his fighting was kind of whack. <laughs> and I don't understand why they dress Allie the way that they dress her. Today. That I have. We were talking about with. that. And the we more and more that, I kept yeah. looking at it, I just kept going, she's too cute for that. Mm-hmm. Like, she's just too cute for that. Mm-hmm. And it's California. She should have been like a more she, hipper. Absolutely. Flutter. It's almost like they were trying to hide her curves. It's a curvy girl. You cast her. Let her be what she's going to be. Especially if she's a rich girl from valley yeah she wouldn't be dressing all all her colors were muted mm -hmm. and they were like big and baggy i mean i don't know what people were wearing in 1984 because i wasn't even born yet but i can't speak for 84 but like i have memories of like 88 i can't say that that's but i can speak for like every other movie during that time like look at molly ringwald in the breakfast club i get it but she even wore like bright vivid colors yeah and Let's be honest, Elizabeth Shue has a much curvier body than Molly Ringwald. She got them titties, yeah. they accentuated Molly Ringwald's sexuality, Mm -hmm. and they dulled it down for Elizabeth Shue. Because if Johnny, the most popular badass dude, is your ex, that means you had to be some hot piece of shit, too, because hot guys don't date smart girls Mm. in high school. Sure. (laughs) And she has a great moral compass. I told you she's my karate kid. I'm starting <laughs> my own campaign. Okay. <laughs> Party of one over here for okay. Allie. Was the ne- she should have been the next karate kid. Yeah, I told you. <laughs> they, they missed their chance. They missed their chance. Absolutely. I would have watched that. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the J joint? Uh, I'm going to stick with 94. You know, uh, there's definitely some things, a couple of things that uh, could have been improved upon. 
uh, looking back in retrospect after seeing this movie literally 50 times, probably more in my lifetime. Probably uh, more. But at the same time, you can look past any mistakes in this movie because it's so fucking good. It is good. It still holds up. Absolutely. As an adult, you still get goosebumps watching the movie. You know, you still want to root for the underdog. Johnny uh-huh. Lawrence. <laughs> All right, let me make you another drink. Hell yeah. And you can start talking about whoever we're about to start talking about. I'm a, We can start talking about the king of the underdog, speaking of which. Mm-hmm. Mr. Director John G. Avildsen. Okay. We've talked about him once before. Yeah. <laughs> we have. We have. In a little known movie called Lean On Me. Yes. I mean, yes, of course. John G. Avildsen is the director of this movie. He is director of Lean On Me. He is the director of Rocky and Rocky Five and Karate Kid Three. Rocky Five. Don't don't hate on Rocky Five. I love Rocky Five. Rocky Five. Yes, I know Tommy Gunn isn't the best actor, but okay. One, God rest him. He's a he was a hell of a fighter. You know I wasn't gonna even go on the fucking. And he's a lot better actor than Antonio Tarver, who was in Rocky Six. I mean, if you were, it doesn't matter. Neither one of those banged to me. Okay. Okay. I'll tell you a secret, John loved the script for Rocky V. And a little known fact, Rocky was supposed to die at the end of Rocky V. Like in the the street fight? Yeah, after the street fight, he was supposed to die in the ambulance with Adrian on the way to the hospital. But then we wouldn't have Creed. I'm alright with that. I stand by it. (laughs) Don't hate. So... You're okay with not even the first Creed? The first Creed was okay. It was acceptable. It was good. However, it was forced, and Stallone had already said bye to the franchise. I get it. That's what Rocky VI was. They put a stamp on it, they closed the door, and it was done. Yeah, And now, even Sylvester Stallone refuses to watch the latest Creed. Well, I don't care. that's what the producers have done. I get that, all right? Come on! Come on! You want to fight? <laughs> Come on! Wait, little no more. Come on! <laughs> so he also did a couple of movies. Uh, this dude is the king of the 80s. Uh, but there was a couple of movies that not everybody knows about, but I recommend you watch if you're in the mood for some great heartfelt 80s movies. One of them was called For Keeps with uh, Molly Ringwald again. I play For Keeps. Yeah, she's a teen mom in this one. And the other one is called The Power of One, which is a somewhat boxing movie set in uh, 1940s Africa. Okay, you just got Two Africans fighting each other. fantastic movies. Now, that being said, my dude won Best Director. For? Rocky. Rocky. The first one. <laughs> <laughs> I know, wrong Rocky. And he turned down part two because of the producers. Well, these See, so suck. he knew about Erwin Winkler and the other dude way back in the day. But, you know, Stallone was just stuck in it ever since, which is why Stallone ended up directing Rocky II. So that's Mr. Abelson. He has four kids. They are all actors. 
Have he we has seen ten- it? Yes. We, he has a tendency of putting his kids in his movies. Oh, shit. So he put his eldest son in Lean on Me. I don't know who it is, but his name is Anthony. I was hoping you might remember who Anthony is. He's probably one of the white boys. Fairy side. By the side. He's like, it needs, needs to work. work, fellas. Needs work. <laughs> That's probably who he was. That's the only people I could think of. Okay. And then he put his uh, other son in uh, Karate Kid Part 3. He plays Snake. Is so he the, a cold-hearted snake? Nah, he's the he's the chubby Look one into me, uh, with the curly hair. So part three is the one with Mr. Silver. Yeah. And then he hires Mike Barnes, Karate's bad boy, to beat oh. Daniel's ass. Okay. And Snake is his like right-hand man. Anything you need, Snake will get for you. How many kids? You said four? All he's four got four. His daughters are younger, and I think they're getting their career started now. So he needs to do a movie to sneak a man? Well, unfortunately, he passed away in 2017. Oh, snap! Yeah. And that was of pancreatic cancer. Oh. And the fucked up part about that is he died one month before a documentary that was about his life was released, which was titled King of the Underdogs. Because he'd be making these movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. all of these movies are underdog movies. So, Even The Power of One and For Keeps are underdog movies. Did it come out? Yeah, yeah. It came out in 2017. So I want to check it out. I want to see uh, what it is all about. Because I love these movies. I love Karate Kid 3. I love Rocky 5. I love Rocky 1. I love Lean on Me. And I'm sure there's other ones in there that he's done that I would also love to watch. Rocky definitely is coming on the... Oh, yeah. I don't know when. I don't know when, but it's coming to a podcast near you. There you go. Mm -hmm. Mm, That's nice. Cheers to Mr. Avildsen. May he rest in peace. King of the underdogs. I do have one. So he had to fight for a scene to be in this movie. Which one? The Mr. Miyagi anniversary scene. They wanted to cut it because it was slow pacing of the movie and it was slowing it down and they were like, who gives a shit? And he was like, nah, like we kind of need to see it, which we need to care. Otherwise, he's just some mystical uh, see what Asian producers man. do. Yeah, I can definitely see it is a slow. It does slow down the traction of the movie. But if you don't do that, then he is just some magic man that can just magically teach you karate by making you paint his house. Sure, but also but a this movie shows can you, be all right. I get that. And, but it shows backstory, and I do personally believe that without this scene, part two wouldn't have happened. We mm-hmm. would have never went to Japan to Agreed. learn more about him because we wouldn't have cared. Absolutely. We do care. We're like, ooh, what's going on? Your dad, who's a fisherman, can teach you how to fucking kick ass, and you lost your wife and your son, and you also lost your best friend and your fucking girl you're supposed to... Like, all the shits that was supposed to happen, like, we, we get because of, like, that scene. Mm-hmm. And it got him nominated for an Oscar. Absolutely. So it definitely shows that like sometimes you gotta fight for a scene that infuriates me so much because i think about that and i think of my movie and like i got people telling me to shorten it even now it's like no you have to tell the story however long it takes to tell the story properly is how long it takes to tell the story properly Mm -hmm. nobody thinks about whether it's an hour and a half or two and a half hours what they care about is were they intrigued the entire time time and if you skip over things like that uh, anniversary scene, then you you don't care as much about the wisdom that he bestows on Daniel later. Yeah. 
Ugh. I agree. Can I give you a fun fact? Hit me with your best shot. Actually, don't, because you already have. But this ain't Fight Club. (laughs) It's another fighting movie. You ready to get hit? No. Okay, so. We already agreed. You're all right, (laughs) LaRusso. The real Karate Kid was not this movie. Elijah Wood? Elijah Wood. (laughs) What? What? He's the real Karate Kid? No, there's a movie called Green Street Hooligans where they talk about the Karate Kid and it's based on Elijah Wood's character's exploits. Okay. So they're just lying because he can't really fight. Okay, well, (laughs) no. This is off of, it used to be a comic book, a DC comic book called The Karate Kid. Okay. That came out, I want to say, through the 60s and 70s. And it was about, like, some Japanese kid whose dad was, like, a mob boss, but the kid was a superhero, and he was a karate kid. I don't know. Never read it. Is that where the script came from? Definitely not. The script actually came from a story of a kid who was being bullied all through school, and so the kid took karate lessons, became a black belt, and nobody bullied him no more because go. they about to get no one can outfight him. Diary of a wimpy kid. Yeah. So <laughs> the um, the writer read this article, and he also did karate for years and years, and wrote this story based on his experience of meeting different people in the dojo and this kid's experience getting his ass beat mm. all the time. <laughs> so. Who do you think is the best fighter among the teenagers? Johnny. You think Johnny's the best of like all of his boys, Daniel, everybody? It's either him or the crazy dude, like his crazy friend who's like always really like. Dutch or Tommy? Which one's the one? The one that's like yelling in the background? Yeah. Put him in a body bag. A body bag, dude. No. No? Who? It's Dutch. Dutch, the other dude? Chad McQueen. Okay. Yes. So Dutch is played by Chad McQueen, a.k.a. Steve McQueen's son. Right, right. And he studied under Chuck Norris. Well, then he better be the best. Exactly. So he, he, was, he, Chuck Norris. he was 24, 23 when they filmed this movie. But as I watch him and the way he moves when they're actually in the tournament, he is the one who clearly knows what he's doing. His stance... Uh, how relaxed he is, the movements that he makes, and one of my favorite kicks, the hell with the crane kick. The one that Chad pulls off is much more impressive because he does a backwards roundhouse kick and then immediately comes forward and catches Daniel in the face. That's because he's been because Chuck Norris. Because he knows what he's doing. He, Chuck Norris, his homie, was like, look, dude, exactly. I'm training you for a movie you don't even know you're going to be in yet. Oh, what had nothing to do with the movie. No, I know. He's, he's, just, he's, he's know, just he's training. He's Queen's son, so he, you know. He's just bored. Close personal friends with Chuck Norris, no big deal. He lives down the street. <laughs> exactly. He's just like, hey, Chuck, if I give you a couple of dollars, will you show me some moves? Mm-hmm. Can you teach me some moves? And you see... When Chad uh, is fighting Daniel, he switches stances. He goes from a southpaw to an orthodox and back and forth. And then as he's, like, they're circling each other and clocking each other, he's the only one that's moving correctly. So I believe of the kids, Chad McQueen is the best martial artist at that time. I do respect him because uh, while he does still act on occasion, it's not his main focus. He is a car guy. Mm-hmm. He uh, has done like the 
Daytona something. I'm I'm not familiar with that stuff. I do know that he's done the Baja races down in Mexico and that he owns his dad's previous cars from the movies. So he owns his two Porsches. The one from Bullet does not exist anymore. He does have a replica of that 68 mm-hmm. Mustang Fastback from the movie, which I took a picture in front of. So when I told my mom that I was going to be an actor, one of the first things she did was buy tickets at the Cinerama Dome of the 50th anniversary showing of Bullet. And that <laughs> car was outside. She's like, come on, get in front, take a picture. I was all apprehensive. I was like, I don't know whose car this is. Just get in front of the car and take a picture. Oh, you hadn't seen the movie? No, this was after the movie, oh. but I didn't know who owned the car that was sitting out front. Turns out it was Chad McQueen's car. <laughs> so okay. we saw them in the audience that night. My dude has a strict policy to never do any projects that have to do with his dad's work. So like he turned down The Blob because it had to do with his dad, and he also turned down the TV series reboot of Bullet because it had to do with his dad. So like everybody's like wants to hire him because he's Steve McQueen's son, rather than because he's just a good actor. Okay. Like I thought Dutch was awesome. He's one of my favorite characters in the movie. So Chad, why does his hair look like that? Why does he try to be like a Keith or Sutherland? Blonde. I don't know. He's like the. He would have been great in Lost Boys. <laughs> <laughs> he looked ridiculous. Yeah, definitely. He is probably really scary. He seemed like I wouldn't want to fuck with him in the in the locker room. Yeah, he's a dangerous guy. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Okay. And shit. And trained under Chuck Norris. He's caught a he's caught a foot to the face or two. <laughs> he's caught a foot to the face. Let's be real. He's not a flincher. Ralph Macchio, while filming this, might have been a flincher. You never know. He definitely was running out of that <laughs> ring real quick. He's like, one more and I'm giving you a point, bitch. Stay in the box. William Zabka says that in part one or uh, season one of Cobra Kai. He's like, I got a room full of flinchers. How many of you have never been fit, hit in the face? Everybody in the class. Unflinch this group. And then he walks in his office and everybody lines up. Bah! 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 The, the girl with the glasses, she hits everybody in the face. Yeah, I want to hit people. I don't want to be the one getting hit in the face. Girl's a natural cobra. Okay. A little knuckle sandwiches. Are you ready for a little bit of fun facts? Mm-hmm. So in the scene, when they leave... New Jersey of the whole town. When they're driving out, they leaving, and the kids are following. The one time they don't have to push start the station wagon. They should have. This would have been the best time. Come on, Larusso. They have the whole ass neighborhood there, there. so they should definitely just have them push it. But Mm -hmm. the neighbors who chased down the street to wave goodbye to them were real neighborhood kids. Really. And they were around because, you know, they were shooting. And, they, okay. and, you know, how kids are, they get in the way and they were fucking with the crew and shit. So they went to them and were like, hey, we'll put you in the scene if you guys just leave the fucking crew alone. And nice. let them work. I love it. And they're like, okay. So they got to just. That's awesome. Wave goodbye to them. Because the funny part is, one of those kids is Judy. You remember hearing Dan- Daniel say bye to Judy when they're driving off. Oh. So I think it's the little girl with the glasses and the little bob cut. Is she prettier than Judy? She buries Judy. She buries Judy? Judy ain't that cute. Come on. But you know, mama had to play Judy looks play ball when she was like twelve year old version of uh Melanie Griffith in Working Girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now that's not to say anything about Melanie Griffith, but Judy looks like a secretary. She do. <laughs> Like, she's going to take your messages for you. Absolutely. <laughs> you want to talk about Miss Lucille? 
Lucille Ball. I'm just joking. Uh, yeah, not. I don't have any fun facts on her, so let's see. I don't got any fun facts, but I do want to talk about a couple of things. Uh, first and foremost, that uh, Randy Heller plays Lucille, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Daniel's mom. I never realized that she was the one being yelled at in the restaurant when the lady was saying, Lucille, let's go, here they come. Well, yeah, that's her job. Well, I didn't know, like, that made no sense whatsoever. Like, bitch, why are you yelling at me? I'm here talking to my son on my lunch break. Like, they set it up as if she was on her lunch break. Apparently it wasn't. She probably wasn't. And, like, who was coming? Was it, like, the boss? Was it investors or something? She had a big party. But also, who yells like that in a restaurant? Who be you supposed to be doing your job, not chit-chatting with your son? But if you're in a restaurant, you come up like, um, can I steal your mom away for a second? That's true. You know, like, That's true. It didn't, it, it didn't make no sense to it me. Was too, it was too... Too open. It just had to show the urgency. Of Meanwhile, urgency. they're all spotting him. Oh, yeah, we're going to follow this motherfucker. But, like, why did she move all the way to... LA to like for a better job yeah exactly well you see her character her character's impulsive she's serving tables that's why they were talking about computers because her mom got his mom got a job out here working in computers which in 1984 that was the rage if you get a job in computers you have a future is what she works at that restaurant right exactly she says this is way better than working computers that's what she says yeah because they moved out there, if you remember, Daniel tells Mr. Miyagi when he's fixing the sink, my mom got a job working in computers. Then why is she working at a restaurant? Because she had to get a job to pay the bills in the meantime while she was training for computers. So she ditched the job with the computers to work at the restaurant because they offered her a better deal. But this suggests the impulsivity of his mom's mindset. Okay. You know what I mean? What the heck? This lady? Is this the lady? Yeah. Randy Heller. She got 94 TV and film she credits. She does. Uh, she has beautiful hair. Yeah. She's been in, ev- well, I won't say everything, but every show you can think of for the last, like, from 1970 to, like, 2000, there's white. That's why. That's why. I like that you threw that in there because you'd be like, she wasn't on Good Times. She or wasn't something. on the Jamie Foxx show, but <laughs> she does have a, her hands and everything. She yeah. was like in. Like, she was on Mad Men, Melrose Place, uh huh, ER, uh huh, Family Matters, Coach. You see what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, she was in the Clueless TV show, Chicago Hope. Mm-hmm. Jack and Jill, Felicity. <laughs> Dang, you're right. She has been a it's Drake and Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Killing it. Killing it, Randy. Judging Amy. <laughs> Crossing Jordan. And currently, obviously, she's playing Daniel's mom in Cobra Kai. So season six is coming out soon. Desperate Housewives. <laughs> the Mentalist. Stop. <laughs> Modern Family. You're so right. <laughs> You're right. You're like, she been in everything. And I'm like, yeah, she been in everything. But we kind of named a lot of shit. You know? <laughs> Big shit. She's been in all of it. <laughs> you know? And she's got a very original, like, character. I didn't see Grey's Anatomy. She missed Grey's Anatomy. I feel like that's... A... Everybody's been in Grey's that's Anatomy. That's what I'm saying. Been in that? <laughs> I thought everybody in Hollywood's been in that except me. Except you. <laughs> I don't know. 
Oh my god. Well, yeah, either way, you see what I mean. She's in there, though. <laughs> you, had to find, you had to find one, didn't you? Oh, I'm wrong. She's a great yeah. <laughs> I'm wrong. I passed it. It was after Batman. <laughs> there you go. Oh, my God. But yeah, she was in it. Why oh, didn't I see SVU? That's another one. Dun, dun. <laughs> Oh, it's getting hot. It is getting hot. <laughs> but she does a great job. I like her. She shows her. up in all the other karate kids and shit. I feel like she's the mom that other actresses base their mom characters off of after this. She was a cool mom. Mm-hmm. I liked her. She I was an like, 80s mom. I always like compared her to my mom. It was like, Cause she, they had the same hair, just she's different also color. was an 80s mom. My mom was an <laughs> 80s mom, for sure. You know, So they had that similar, like, Poof, hair back then. So uh, <laughs> this movie was shot more or less in order. No shit. Yeah. Okay. So. So they started in Jersey. Yeah. Then they went straight to the beach. Yeah. Or to the apartment, you might say. The apartment, yeah. They pretty much, I mean, I'm sure here or there were might have been some uh, not in order, but mm-hmm. pretty much. Okay. Which is rare. So that is very I like rare. I that. That's interesting. I wonder how they were able to do that. Because, like, when you shoot a movie in chronological order, it gets more expensive because you have to come back to locations that you've already been to, which means you have to hold those locations for a longer period of time. Did they do that? Or did they, like, okay, we're going to start here, then we're going to move to the apartment, we're going to shoot all the scenes that have to do with the apartment, then move on to Mr. Miyagi's house across the railroad sort of thing? Well, the first little chunk... Is that the apartment? Captain Chunk. <laughs> <laughs> is that the apartment by the pool in the shed? Like, mm-hmm. so you could do all that in, like, you know, mm-hmm. a week or two or whatever. And then you got, after that, then he goes to school. Like, I feel like. Sure. I feel like there's ways that you could have made it work. Because a lot of, a big chunk of it is at Mr. Miyagi's house. So you would just That's come back true. there the next day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's like just little like splinter things like at golf and stuff or at mm-hmm. uh, Allie's um, parents' house. Yeah. You know, that's literally a one night thing. Yeah. I got you. I see. I don't know. I'm no. just thinking, but that's what I Ideally, read. Ideally, like for the actors, it's fantastic to do it that way and you get a much better performance, but it's pricey. It's pricey to do that stuff. You want to talk about Mr. Sensei Crease? I guess. <laughs> Don't hate on him. I'm going to tell you something you might not know. Don't care. Martin Cove is a very nice man. I believe that. I met the dude. Why, you ask? No, but tell me. <laughs> so glad you asked. Martin Cove is a Playhouse West alumni. Um, <laughs> I walked gotcha. right into it. Yes. Walked right into it. So, uh, I want to say... 2016, 2017 or somewhere around there. So as you know, a number of Playhouse West alumni come back to Playhouse West to do plays every now and then. And so Martin Cove decided that he wanted to do a play at Playhouse West. So while he was doing that, I came to see the show because I was a current student there at the time. This is the one time that Ashley didn't join me to go uh, to Playhouse West to see a show. And guess who's sitting four seats away from me? William fucking Zabka. Oh, because they're homies. Yes, absolutely. 
I don't know it, where he studied, but he's sitting four seats away from me. And even though I said hi to him, I didn't say much more. And the very next year, Cobra Kai comes out. You said hi to him? I said hi to him, yeah. But I didn't say, I didn't like go into detail and be like, dude, I've loved you, you know, since the 80s or anything like you that. You are a piece of shit. If I would have told him, I'd every dude. fucking thing I see you in, you are a douchebag. I and would I never. hate you. But you He's incredible. Both of them are incredibly nice people. But you as a person is probably amazing. But your characters are trash and they make me feel a certain way. All that means is that. William Cove and or uh, Martin Cove and William Zapkar are great actors. That's I all agree. that means. I'm gonna tell you a quote from William Zapkar. I Zabka agree. Labor. They are great actors. But damn it, damn it! If their characters aren't douchebags, well, more so like, <laughs> had I known that they were in the works for the Karate Kid reboot, I've been like, dude, I've been studying martial arts since I was a kid. I'm a playhouse actor. I'll do anything in this thing. I could have been like Daniel's yeah. cousin or something. Yeah, I could you play could Italian. Pass, you pass for. You know what I mean? Damn. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. You can start your own Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. <laughs> be I could have been Stingray. <laughs> I worked at Home Depot for 15 years. I could have played that role. <laughs> but anyway, Martin Cove plays Sensei Kreese. He is a Playhouse West actor. A lot of people recognize him from this or from uh, Rambo First Blood Part 2. Yes, he's the one that Rambo punches out at the end. Oh, okay. Right before he's like, nothing is over! That's because he's an asshole. Yeah, he plays he plays an asshole. We talk about this and how the nicest people in Hollywood tend to play assholes on screen. So what if you're just like kind of nice and you're kind of an asshole? Like what I don't know. do you play good? I'm kind of nice and kind of an asshole. You're mainly the asshole, but I, mm. I get that. <laughs> I walked right into that, didn't You I? did. Oh, yes, you did. Yes, I did. But okay. Yeah. Um, uh, Mr. Martin Cole. Dude's got 235 credits to his, under his belt, you might say. Under his black belt. Under his black belts. He's got three of them. In real life? In real life. Real life, he's got three black belts. He did he have that before? In, he did. He had a black belt in Kendo, in Okinawa Day, and Tiger Kenpo Karate. And he also did another movie with William Zabka called uh, Shoot Fighters in the 90s, where he actually fights. Not just beating up on little kids. No. Or, you know, trying to fight Mr. Miyagi. i give you a fun fact, unless you already know this fun fact. I might, but give it to me. He really hurt his hands in his fight with Mr. Miyagi. He really hurt his hands? Yes. So when he's, when Mr. Miyagi's outside, and he's like, oi, let him go. And he like ends up standing in front of the door, uh, the cars, and he punches through the windows. You uh -huh. know what I'm talking about. Uh -huh. So when Martin Cove punched through the window, the glass was supposed to break. The special effects people had it rigged. However, their timing did not sync up, and Martin Cove really did punch through the window on one of those takes. And he broke his hand. He fucked up his hand. Yes, but. He kept filming, so they finished the scene even though he fucked up one of his hands. Okay, depending on how bad mm. it is, I would have been like, <laughs> I don't know, but that makes Cut. sense because when they come back in part three and he's like feeling for his hands, he's like, yeah, make his knuckles bleed. So he's probably remembering how special effects fucked up on the day, <laughs> and he really had to punch through a glass window. Wait, that happens in at the end of part one. 
and at the beginning of part two. So they filmed it when they shot part one, but they used it in part two. There we go. Okay. Okay. Because I was yeah. like... Because at the end, they, I literally just, just they watched end part on two. Mr. Miyagi's face. Yeah. There is no outside car. But then you, as you were explaining, I was like, yes, that this happened. They really shot it, but they didn't use it until part two is what happened. Well, I like it in part two. Uh, last thing I'm going to say is uh, he just recently did Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And uh, he did uh, Death Race before Jason Statham did. They did it back in 1975. And so Death Race is a reboot of his movie. Reboot. Uh, Stallone. That was his first movie with Stallone before he did Rambo. Hmm. Okay. Well, are you ready for a fun fact? Let's talk about the real star of this movie. Who's the real star of this movie? It's Mr. Miyagi's house. Oh. <laughs> okay. So Mr. Miyagi's house is located in the San Fernando Valley. Yes. I and thought you said the star of the movie is the valley. Is the valley. It is Reseda? I'm from Reseda. I'm from Reseda. <laughs> so next to it, it has the train tracks and the oil rigs, right? Mm-hmm. Fake, not real. It was just an empty plot of land. And they, they built added. that shit? Yes. Wow. And now there is... A house on that property. So, there it is, right there. So it don't, is. Don't shake up the sake. So, <laughs> I know. I can't even follow my own rules. So yeah, um, they fucking added them. They added, they added them in. Okay, the house though is no longer, so we can't go drive by it. It was tore down, I believe, sometime in the nineties. So they recreated it for Cobra Kai. It's not the one that you see in Cobra Kai. Babe, that's why. That's why everything looks different. Ashley pointed out that that looks different. That was for you, Smashley. You knew. You knew I had to go see where this house was. And they finally brought out Mr. Miyagi's house. She was like, "This is different. It's not the original. It's not the original." And now we know why. The parts of the house that we see in the movie. Is only a portion of the actual size of the house and mm-hmm. the actual size of the property. So, for some reason, it was sold and then it was tore down. They put up three houses on that property. So, you somebody mm-hmm. might be living on Mr. Miyagi's sacred ground right there. Somebody got house. game. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I wanted to drive by it. I need to take a drink for that one. That makes yeah. me very, very Pour sad. some out in your mouth for Mr. Miyagi's mm-hmm. house. But when I found that out, I was like, ooh, the one from Cobra Kai, then it's not the real shit. So. I know the apartment is still there. The apartment is still there. Yeah. And. It's got real water in it now. Uh, I saw <laughs> pictures and the, and the pool did have water the in it. The pool works. Because <laughs> you can't live out here without a pool. Dude. Not if a pool. It, in the it, valley, it gets hot as fuck out there. Oh, my God. What's the point? Hit 110, 115 summers. It's a cruel summer in the valley. Cruel summer. <laughs> Now you're gone. Only in the valley. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's talk about Miss Queen of the Valley, Mm -hmm. Elizabeth Shue, aka Allie, with an I. With an I. With an I. I love her. Uh And we're definitely going to do Adventures in Babies. Yes. We talked about her before. Talked about her in Cocktail. That's right. She is in Cocktail. In Cocktail, Back to the Future. Leaving Las Vegas. Back to the Future 1. 2. 2. And 3. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Because she always wakes up on the porch. On swing. the porch. Okay, you're right. Yeah. Back to the Future Two, Electric yeah. Boogaloo. Yeah, she was. A, She's like I can't she was a replacement. The door. Yeah, they replaced her, or she. She was the. She was the replacement. Yeah, I said it right the first time. I mean, the, the girlfriend of the other one didn't really have that much to no. do, and in the second one, she was way more of a. Yeah, she was his wife and shit. Agreed. And I will say another movie that I really love her in that I will agree to do with you, Hollow Man. <laughs> that I will agree to do. With you, you know I don't like them thrillers and scary movies. I but know Hollow you Man. love those movies. Elizabeth Shue and Kevin Bacon. Let's you go. You want to watch something that makes your heart flutter? It makes you sweat a little bit. Your palms get itchy. You want to watch movies like this, right? You might have to shut your do eyes. Do like a cartwheels bit. and. Roundhouses no. afterwards. No. You know we all did that shit as kids after the movie was over. Oh, yeah. I remember. Okay. <laughs> I have never been to the movie theaters to see The Karate Kid. But I do remember going to go see Three Ninjas. You remember that movie? Do I know Three Ninjas? Rocky and me and my friend. Emily. Rocky loves Emily. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, we got like flashbacks. I'm just like. Being a kid, and I remember going for the summer with my friends, and her mom took me, and we came out of there. Me, her, and her brother were just fucking kicking the air all the way back to the mm-hmm. car. <laughs> Who was the best of the three ninjas? Me. No, the kids. Oh, the oldest one. Nah. The middle one? Colt, for sure. Okay, but Elizabeth Shue, we love her. She's mm-hmm. the real Karate Kid, apparently. According, <laughs> she is Mrs. Zenobia's Karate Kid. Just... Think about it, okay? <laughs> Daniel Sun would have came up in this tournament and been out round one if the bitch didn't give him all the stuff. She tied his belt for him. Mm-hmm. She taught him how to what to do. You know, she Which, could fight. Ashley has a theory about this. She thinks that Allie was there for Johnny's last two tournaments. And that's why she knows all the rules already. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Because if I gotta go watch some bullshit of my boyfriends, I better at least know how it works. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you some things that'll make you love her even more. One... She turned down Karate Kid Part 2, which is why they had to write her out in the beginning. And that was because she was attending Harvard. She didn't want to go to prom with fucking Daniel's son? She was at school. She was doing her thing, getting her degree. In what? Government. (laughs) She using it? Also, she did not want to come back for Cobra Kai, which I think is really sweet. Her rationale was that she didn't believe that the Cobra Kai audience really like had an interest in finding out what happened to Allie's character. She didn't think that she was a big enough part of the Karate Kid franchise for them to like bring her back. That is bullshit. You're the only reason why they were fighting. <laughs> they wouldn't be enemies if it wasn't for you. You are the reason why they're enemies. That's true. Yeah. Always over a girl. Yeah. Yeah. He wouldn't have picked on him if he was Man, we don't. Yeah, if he wasn't trying to protect her or he wasn't trying to be a dick. Like, Daniel could have been like, no, nah, I just got here, man. You can have her. Yeah. You know? Oh, this is There's your, blondes your everywhere. piece? Yeah. Daniel didn't want to. According to my mom, the whole world turned blonde, so you can have this one. That is That's, what she said. See that? The movie's over. <laughs> and it's it's called The Karate Friends. And they, they become friends. It's just stick with riding me, down the highway, listening to Ario Speedway. She's hammered. Okay, <laughs> just think about it. They start kind of fighting over the girl. Really, they realize that they what are we really are, for man. <laughs> we should be homies. Yeah, 
You want to learn karate? You're pretty good. I know karate. You're all right, LaRusso. Come through. <laughs> they become friends. The mean ass fucking fighting dojo fucking dude. Sensei Kreese, he gets like fucking mutiny. Cobra Kai is like, we don't want your bad energy here. Oh my God. And they take over and together they run it together because they're karate what? Karate friends. Nice. <laughs> I have a theory that Chad McQueen is going to make an appearance in part uh, season six of Cobra Kai. He's the only one that has not been in it yet. Well. And Martin Cove's character needs an ally in season six. Well, um. I hope he does because I love Dutch. Cove is a fucking dick. He's the real. He's the real enemy. The real bad person. No, his character Crease is the dick. I'm not saying that he himself. Okay, I get their difference. <laughs> but his character is the one who is the worst person in the movie. Oh yeah, the absolutely. Cobra Kai would have been dicks if they weren't run by dicks. Absolutely. And he's taking these, like, kids who have, like, you know, single moms, and they're just trying to put their son somewhere so he don't just be jacking off and eating all her food. This is getting very sexual. <laughs> and she, she go, they just drop him off there. In the karate world of life, you can be a dick, a pussy, or an asshole. Pussies don't like dicks. Pussies get fucked by dicks. dicks. But dicks also fuck Good assholes. Yeah. <laughs> what are we going to do with that movie? America, fuck yeah. I don't know. I have to rewatch that. It's been so long. I say yes now, and then I rewatch it, and I'm like, no. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> All right, I'm going to leave you with a couple of quotes from Miss Elizabeth Shue. we will make you like her even more. She said, I may look like the ne- girl next door, but... but you would not want to live next door to me. <laughs> hey, is she like a freak? What's she doing? I don't know. But she also uh, famously said, I was never put in jail, but oh God, I smoked a lot of pot. <laughs> I bet. She was rich and famous in the 80s and young and pretty. Uh-huh. We just just come into her like Snoop Dogg. Like, oh, my- <laughs> you know? I, just I would love her. to see her and Snoop Dogg do a podcast where they're just getting high together. I mean, she's a lot older now. I don't know if she's still out there smoking trees. Snoop's a lot older. He's still smoking trees. He never stopped. But like, you who know. Who said she did? Who knows? Who knows? You're don't right. put a pastor. California is sober. Not, it's clearly she's not a good neighbor. State Farm is there. Well, it's not there for her. My neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. So you ready for a fun fact? Give me that fun fact. All right. So you know the best part of this movie, right? Mm. You're the best around. Nothing's ever, ever keep you down. You're the best. You're the best. Around. Yes. Okay. Well, this song was not for this movie. Oh, that's right. I don't remember what movie it was for. Originally, the song was written for Rocky Three. Yes, I knew it. Okay. And when they heard it, they were like, you know what? Let's just go with Eye of the Tiger. And so we got Eye of the Tiger. Then the they tiger shopped this song off to Flashdance. And they're like, you know what? Flashdance, we don't want this. We want Maniac. We need to dance to Maniac, not this song. I love and it. So then finally it came to Karate Kid and they're like, we need a song. <laughs> yeah. And it works. Give it to me. Now, knowing that this song was written for Rocky Three, the lyrics make a lot more sense with that movie than this movie. Yes, but it makes sense with this movie also. And I think that the lightheartedness of it 
versus the depth of Eye of the Tiger, it landed where it was supposed to. Here's the thing. Personally, I kind of, now that I know this, feel like they should switch the songs. And I still think that song should have been You think Eye of the Tiger belongs with Karate Kid? Okay, see, hear me out. Okay. The lyrics are, history repeats itself. This is Rocky Three, And so Rocky is repeating himself. He's either going to lose or he's going to leave. Win because the last two, that's what's happened. Mm. And three is a great win, and he does win. I love. I do Clubber love. Lang. I do love me three. Anyway, easy. I'm sorry. <laughs> the girls had to come out for that. Oh my god. Okay, so I do love three, and I think that. Who it is really it? Was it Rocky or was it Clubber Lang? Both. Come on, bad boy. <laughs> Both. Just their sweaty bodies. I pity the fool that don't like the girls. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and then we get a good a good Creed and him montage of training shit. I like that one. I think that. You're the best would have fit in there. History repeats itself. Try and you'll succeed. Like the words fit better with that movie. The words do, but the overall feel. But the eye of the tiger. The tiger to me fits with karate. Uh, A tiger. You're the eye of the tiger. I'm just saying. I gotta disagree on this one. I personally think that if you flip the songs, it would still work. Nah. Because the way that Apollo sells the eye of the tiger, when he is introducing Rocky to all the guys in the boxing gym, every one of them knows that he's the champ. But every one of them also believes, I could take you. But he believes he can win because he's the what? Best around. And that's the and best nothing's around ever good in the valley. To keep you down. You're the best. And it's also, it's a lighthearted it works. song. It, it works. works better, in my opinion, for Karate Kid than it does That's because you can't unhear it. Well, also, it's just, <laughs> I know both of those movies <laughs> inside <laughs> and out. <laughs> and Rocky Three has death. It they, has drama. It they has, both have great yeah. montages. Great montages. Ooh. Excellent soundtracks. Yep. I think the songs landed where they were supposed to. Well... Including Flashdance. <laughs> yeah, Maniac, and I, I can't see it any other way. <laughs> I can't see her dancing like to the Maniac dance, but to fucking You're the Best. Mm-hmm. You're the Best. All right. It doesn't work. <laughs> the only other movie where I feel like it would have matched is Teen Wolf. With Michael J. Fox. No, no. But even I'm gonna that leave. one is fantastic it. with the song that they have. What song do they got? In the... Win in the end. Yeah, now that could stay there. You're gonna win in the end. Now that could stay. That could Teen Wolf stay. Absolutely, I'm saying. Uh, let's talk about not Karate's bad boy, but the bad boy of the 80s. <laughs> William motherfucking Zabka. AKA Johnny Lawrence. Your your karate Hold on. kid. Let me let me get my Is that who you want as a karate No. Okay, kid? can we talk about this real quick? Can yes. we talk about who the real karate kid is? I already because gave you mine. Who? <laughs> it's Allie with oh, the that's eye right, it's Allie. Okay. So <laughs> this all spurred up from an episode of How I Met Your Mother yes. where Barney Stinson makes a very compelling argument that Johnny Lawrence is the real Karate Kid, and that he's the main character. How many articles I read about that? It's a very convincing little speech that he gives. And in that episode, both William Zabka and Ralph Macchio were in there. And And Ralph is like a little bitch the whole night. Dude, he is. (laughs) He's like, 
not giving Lily any play and she's coming on to him. She was and then by the end, she's like, oh, that was just an act. I love my husband. She she wanted that ass since Dude. high school, man. And then William Zabka is playing a clown and he's doing a fantastic job. Never knew. Honking his horn. He's like, will you get out of here? They me? almost didn't get me. After so many voice messages. They did. And then finally, he takes off his makeup. he's just taking the wig off, wig taking off the makeup, no. has the, the headband eyebrow. underneath. I could only respond with one answer. I, <laughs> William Zabka. So, do and you then think he has a seven karate? episode arc in How I Met Your Mother. Do you? Th- he did. Do you think he gets no. the karate kid? No, I do not. Do you so, think he's the bad guy? Yes, I do. Okay. So, hear me out here. Me and Ashley like dove into this big time. Obviously, Daniel is the new kid in town. Mm-hmm. He is the karate kid because he has to learn karate. Now, everybody talks about how Johnny is the better fighter, which 99 times out of 100, Johnny's going to beat Daniel LaRusso. I mean, he is the karate kid because karate is his thing. Yes. He lives, breathes, and it's not like he's just... He didn't just take it so he wouldn't be beat up. He if- took it for the art of it. If we're talking about who is the better martial artist, Johnny, hands down. Yes. Now, who the story is about, Daniel, hands down. It is. It's about so, him fighting the karate. Johnny game. talks about being an ex-degenerate. He's trying He's trying best. to turn things around. He's got one year to make things work, and that's yep. what he's going to do, make it work. The only problem is he's already has this character of being a troublemaker, and the second that he's faced with opposition that he doesn't like, he reverts back to what he knows, which is being an asshole, which is why when they get down to the beach, Elizabeth Shue's character, Allie, kicks the ball because she's trying to save Daniel. She okay. sees what's happening. She sees the guys coming down. She knows her ex-boyfriend's an asshole. So she kicks the ball to get him away so okay. that he can, she can defuse Johnny and get him away before Daniel gets involved. I just felt she was just being a bitch. No. I didn't feel the urgency of that. I felt like just... That's why she's like, watch this, watch this. She's trying to get him away from the situation. Okay. And then Johnny comes down. He's, he starts out trying. It's almost like an alcoholic. Where, like, he's trying to apologize for his previous behaviors, but his previous behaviors are coming out when he, like, takes her radio. He needs to hold something ransom in order to get her attention rather than being a good dude and just asking and apologizing and maybe not getting the attention now, but showing her that he is trying to change. But he's a dick. Exactly. Yeah. And he already made up his mind about Daniel because he saw them vibing. So he strikes first. Because he pushes him pretty he hard. He pushes him. He pushes him down to the ground. He's like, you want it? Okay, fuck you. And he pushes him down to the ground with the radio. Now, Daniel is embarrassed. He's got this new girl that he's attracted to. He can't look like a chump, so he has to do something. You feel me? So this, this makes is sense. why sense Daniel making. is the main character and why Johnny is the villain. It's not because... Johnny is a bad person. It's that he knows no dif- different, and this is what he's been taught. So he does have a bit of a conscious conflict because Mr. Miyagi even says, the student, what teacher says, student does. There's no such thing as a bad student, only bad no teachers. teachers. So he is a product of Sensei Kreese. He is his prize student. He's based off of a real 
sensei who no was shit. an asshole like that and yeah. was an ex-marine and was just not the way mm-hmm. of the wise sensei. He was just a very hateful mean. And so, yeah, that's why his character is the way he is because he's based off of a real bitch. Yeah. And William Zapka learned martial arts. Uh, he is a black belt now. Uh, I can't remember what martial arts oh sorry it was a uh, tang sudo karate so while he didn't have any martial arts experience before karate kid now he has a black belt well one everybody probably keeps coming up to him trying to crane kick his ass they did i knew it i well, knew they, it they didn't try and crane kick him but he talks about how when he was 19 guys would come up to him and be like i can take you that's because Which he led filmed to him this, getting in a number of fights when his, he was like he 19, turned 18, 20 years old. He turned 18 on set for this movie. No, he turned 18 a week or two before they started filming this okay. movie. Okay. So, yeah, by the time it came out, he was like 19. So he was, yeah, people were just seeing his dick face, his blonde hair. And, and he was, all, like, you know, he was the villain of the 80s. He is the villain so of the 80s. he was a villain in Back to School. Yeah. He was a villain in Just One of the Guys. Oh, yeah, where she becomes a dude, right? Yeah, so he talks mm-hmm. about the pussy toss. One, two, yeah. one, two. He throws him in the fucking bushes like an asshole. See, so... Nice know. tux. You look good dying in it. And he tries to punch him. He puts on That's why he's like, look, gloves. I need to learn to fight because one drunken night, someone's going to come into the bar and mm-hmm. they're going to just... Uh, but that being said, William is an incredibly nice guy. That's and he talks about how... He never set out to be a villain, but that's what his first role was. And then he got typecast always to play that type of character because he did it so well. He did it so well. Um, He says, like, he's a character actor. So if his first movie was a comedy, he probably could have played a geek very well. No, he could have ended too, up in Revenge of the Nerds. I don't too know. too good looking. Too good looking yeah. to be geeky. He's got that face of, like, rich money uh, side of the tracks yeah he he 80s could not play an 80s nerd sorry he's too good looking there's no glasses or whatever you can mm. to dull him down even if you did the ugly duckling where you took it off you're like oh he's sure. really handsome he's just handsome there's yeah no there's no hiding that so they talk about that i don't see that being a <laughs> matter of fact a, daniel's wife mentions that in uh cobra kai yeah. oh the good looking one from when you were a kid I never said he was good looking. Oh, but he oh, was. a mistake. Uh, I must have just saw his picture. <laughs> he has his leather jacket from the movie. Does he? Still owns it. I loved that jacket. So did he. And so he's got it. That's I doubt awesome. he can fit it. I wonder what shape it's in since it's been like 40 years. Like, if I'm not mistaken, it was introduced in Cobra Kai and Miguel wears it. It's definitely, I'm sure it's not the same one. I'm sure they made another no one. Because there's no way in hell. It's like, I'm, no, letting I'm, not, I'm not letting you borrow this shit. No, not for a whole... Maybe if you did want... Maybe if it was for one scene, yes. Like, sure. Sarah Jessica Parker stole a lot of her clothes from the... I heard about from that. From Sex of the City. Yeah. And so since we're doing, like, the newer and just like that, mm-hmm. some things, they had to go and to her vault of clothes mm. to go bring clothes back that were iconic they're like That's look funny. we need the wedding dress we need this we need that That's oh funny. yeah i remember you wore this in season two episode eight <laughs> like yeah she has like everything and it's like beautifully sealed in like a beautiful white room with mm-hmm. all the 
Yeah, her storage unit is like better than our, my apartment. Like, Which makes so me nice. ask, how big is Matthew Broderick's closet? The, no, it's a st- <laughs> it's a storage unit. Like oh, it's off site because it's so much stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I just watched this whole doc on it, and I was like, oh "Damn, Gina." My dude has been nominated for an Oscar, William Zabka, for best live action short. He was the writer of it. Are you gonna tell me what it is? It's called Most. So this was back in Most. I want to say two thousand and four. Okay. So he was nominated for an Oscar as a writer. He has written a number of books, if I'm not mistaken, as well as scripts. Okay. And he loves his fans. Because they kept him around. Actors would not enjoy when people like yell out in the street like Johnny Lawrence or you know something like that. He loves it. Because he it's is that a or super nothing. Nice guy. No, he's done a number. Of he things. has, but this there's nothing on the level of Karate Kid. Sure, I, and that a lot of that can be said for a lot of these people. They, you can say that for Mr. Miyagi. You can say that for Daniel. You can say that for Martin Cove. And I'd you say know, that for all of them. Karate they Kid. They walk down the street right an now. Astronomical movie. Someone's gonna 80s. scream like "Wax on, wax off!" Like, Absolutely. yeah, that's definitely their. But he welcomes it, is what I'm saying. We went to this. Um, I don't. What, babe? What would you call it? What? When we were at Whiskey a Go Go with like a uh, Leo, it was it was like a sing along yeah. sort of thing. So, yeah, yeah. Basically, it was a Cobra Kai soundtrack concert. So, like I said, our friend Leo was the uh, composer of Cobra Kai, and he put on a live concert of the music, and homeboy that uh sings you're the best around did come and do the song and william zabka was the only one of the adults from cobra kai to show up a number of the kids showed up charlie gardner showed up ashley was very excited (laughs) (laughs) Um, but william zabka showed up and he played the guitar if i'm not mistaken something like a man of many talents yeah look at him kicking ass and Playing songs. So I have a great deal of respect for William Zabka. I think he's a great guy. I think he's a great actor. And I love that what they did with his character in Cobra Kai. Because I think that what he did with it and how he portrayed it, he has brought the Karate Kid franchise to an entirely new generation. Yeah, and now it can span off and be whatever it wants they could do as many spin-offs as they want sure i hope they don't because there's a following there leave it alone did you know that he really did get hit every time they did the the crane kick no 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 not the crane kick where Allie slaps him or hits him oh i could tell i could tell that she was not holding back every take she was bringing she was bringing the force you could easily tell no that's a real fucking hit no faking, no faking the bacon. Now, did they tell him on the first take that she was going to hit him for real? That's I, the question. I did not. I don't know. You know what I mean? You know what? I'm not even going to talk about this person yet because I'm going to talk about the karate kid, Daniel LaRusso, Mr. Ralph <laughs> Macchio. <laughs> Stick with me. Karate friends. I'm still going to I'm gonna push this. They maybe, become friends maybe after Cobra in Kai. Cobra Kai. After Cobra Kai, it's Karate Friends. That's where I was making that joke about them riding around listening to Ario Speedwagon. I'm just saying. Because they do that in Cobra Kai and they're singing along. Karate yeah. Friends. You like Ario Speedwagon? Yeah, who doesn't? The- Karate Friends <laughs> coming next fall. Oh my God, Karate Friends. 
<laughs> so Ralph Macchio, <laughs> aka the Karate Kid, uh-huh. Daniel Larusso. Daniel. Uh, he is from Long Island, not Newark, New Jersey. Uh, close enough. Close enough, as Mr. Miyagi said. <laughs> close enough. Mm-hmm. Banzai. Banzai. <laughs> he will never escape this role. He is the Karate Kid forever. We've talked about him already. Yes. Wait. And, oh, The Outsiders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Many, many moons ago. Many moons ago. Yeah. I do like his movie, Beer League. That one's pretty good. The mm. late 90s, early 2000s movie. I feel like the last no. thing I saw besides Cobra Kai... My Cousin Vinny! It was My Cousin Vinny. Good-ass fucking movie. Yeah. So you got him, Joe Pesci, Marissa Tomei. I love that movie. Yeah. Um... He, we should do that one. That's a good one. That's a great movie. I am down. He turned down a number of scripts. I he, do know one that he did. What? That he turned down. What are you talking about? For the Karate Kid? After the Karate Kid. Oh, what did he turn down? Back to the Future. <gasps> no! Yeah. Dumbass. Him and What's Your Face could have been in Back to the Future together. I feel like Spielberg would have recast him the same way that he did. What's his name? I can't remember what his name is. Not right now. Some but also wonderful. because, his, I mean, I can't see anybody else. Even Ralph, I don't think he's a, he's not cool enough. I think, well, Michael J. Fox was their first choice in in the first place. You and know, he was, like, he was just unavailable because he was like, doing girl, family ties. Family ties is taking out all of my day. And they're like, it's fine, girl. We'll use your nights. I do agree with you, though, that Mr. Ralph Macchio is the least martial arts trained in this movie i have forever but he's supposed to be thought that i could beat his ass even when i was a kid i was like i could take this fool like no matter what like yeah you won but like i could definitely take you i got three older brothers i wonder if he got the same shit that william zabka does of like guys coming up to like dude you might be the karate kid but i could take you uh i don't feel like people i don't know i don't know and ralph's like older yeah. He was he's... 22 when he made this. Okay. And he still has this baby face. Well, he has it to this day. Like, dude has doesn't age. No, he's aged. But he's aged. He's stopped but... at a point. Yeah. Yeah. he's the, He's got that. He's in the, like, Seth Green category where, like, they always have a young face regardless of how old they get. And he's still looking like... Like, if I'm not crazy, I'm pretty sure he's approaching 60. This movie came out in 1984. Yeah. Which means they shot it in 83. He was 22 then. Yeah. So fast. He's already. Like he turned 22 on set. I got to know. How old is Ralph Macchio? So. 61. He was born in 1961. 71. 81. 91. 01. 11. He is 62 years old. See, I was close. My dude don't look 62 though. So I gotta give him that. Eight. See what I'm saying? Yeah. He does not look 60. Good for him. Okay. So did you know. The Muffin Man? That he was really. The Muffin Man. That the he, Muffin Man! That he was really given that car. No shit. Yeah. So the producers gave him the yellow 1948 Ford Super Deluxe. Wow. As a wrap gift. And Allie wrecked it. <laughs> In part two. <laughs> he does still have the headband. Yeah, I heard he does still have the and headband. And he has the championship trophy. Nice. 
So yeah, those things are still given to. Uh, he still keeps those. You got to keep certain things. And like, I don't know if he knew that the movie was going to be as big as it was, but he still was like, "Yeah, let me get this fucking trophy." Mm-hmm. And they gave him the car. That's crazy. So that alone suggests like, wow. They really they give you a car. They have high aspirations for the movie. They really wanted him because they saw what he did in Outsiders, and they were like, "Yeah." He seems okay. He seems like our Daniel son so much that they changed his name. It was Daniel like Cobb or something like some regular sounds white. blonde. Yeah, some white name. Yeah, and so they were like, well, I mean, he's like he's Italian, Italian so let's just go with yeah, it. let's go Larusso. Perfect. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. Um, Daniel Larusso. We only got one person left to talk Wait, about. I got another fact on him. Give me that fun fact. Okay, so at the time of filming this movie, Coca-Cola owned Columbia. Mm. And so because they owned them, they would make sure that they would do their product placement throughout their movies. This was kind of against Ralph's like way. He was not all about the product placement. And so the scene before the Halloween party where they're in Mr. Miyagi's little shed and he's like cutting the pumpkins and Daniel has a sprite in his hand. They filmed that over and over and over because he kept covering the logo and they're like, look, we need just a little of this so that like the studio will let us like do this. But you just kind of have to barely show it. You don't have to like, you know, Mm -hmm. present it. Wow. And so, yeah, they finally, after many takes, got enough sprite logo. The, The company would be fine with it. Isn't that horrible? It is. It's very upsetting. I hate product placement, but at the same time, if it's good product placement, if it's a company that you can get behind, that's one thing. Coke, I wouldn't say is that company. But, you know, I would have loved to have had product placement for my movie. I mean, yeah. But sometimes you got a movie that's just way under the radar. And so... Um, Do you know who else was up for this role? Mm -mm. You do know these two gentlemen. Charlie Sheen. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and the other one? Emilio Estevez. No, that would have been funny. That was like a tag. Either one. Just give me one uh, of them. Rob Lowe? Nope. Tom Cruise? Nope. Tell me or I'll kill you. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Sean Penn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're up for these roles, but okay. they both turned them down. I so. can see Sean Penn. Sean, nah, I can't see Sean Penn in this one. Sean Penn is too expensive. Experience. Look, the reason why neither one of these would work because neither one of them I could see being bullied. Yeah, that's the thing. Neither one of them would get bullied. Nah, they're bullies. You need that scrawniness, and Ralph Macchio was scrawny. He at was this very time. scrawny. Yeah, damn. He thickened up for part three. <laughs> that's what I kept reading. Everyone was like, and he got fat in part three. And I'm like, well, he's just a man now. Like. How many years ago? It was different? five years later that they did part three. Yeah, he's 27. And they wrote it as if it was the very next year. Oh, yeah, you can't do that. He can't be graduated Because he still has to be under 18. So technically, he's 27, oh, to be a kid, huh? 28 years old when he's filming part three. Or else it's the karate adult. Yeah. Now, personally, part two, I think, is when he is looking his best. Karate man. Yeah, he's not they as can skinny name it that. as he is in part one. Karate He's a dude. little more handsome in part two. 
karate guy. Yeah. Karate guy. They can name it anything once you're not a kid no yeah. more. And his, <laughs> his style is a little better. I like that uh, sweater vest that he wears when he goes out. No more sweater vests in this stupid movie. Nah, it's straight. <laughs> no more. <laughs> not like Allie's, Allie's sweater vest. Allie's ugly, some stupid. They, no. Why you do my girl like that, y'all? Why? She's yeah. too cute for this. I know. I she agree. needs to go babysit. Fuck these guys. <laughs> <laughs> do a wrong like that. Terrible. Terrible what they did to her. Alright, I got a fun fact. You ready? Mm. Let's talk about the other star of this movie. Oh my god. <laughs> the Valley? <laughs> the Dojo. The Dojo. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so the front interior is 5376 Wilshire Boulevard. Mm. And if you should happen to go by there right now, it's called The Wig Shop. What? <laughs> yeah, it's called The Wig Shop. Oh, my God. I'm kind of interested in to, like, go see what kind of wigs they have. I do love me a good good wig. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. there's that. It's not that far from here. We could actually. No, it's not. Go. <laughs> um, Google Maps that shit right now. <laughs> but the interior is 52 23 Lake Sherm Boulevard. Lankersham? In NoHo. Yeah, what did I say? Uh, Lake Sherm. Oh, I'm hot and I'm drunk. Okay. It's in North Hollywood. Okay. So. That's uh, a stone's throw from Playhouse West. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring that up, but you're, you're so right. And <laughs> it is no longer a dojo like it used to be for Karate Kid 1 and 3. Mm. It's where they filmed that. But it is now called the House of Intuition, North Hollywood. The fuck? That's what I said. And I looked it up and they sell stones and crystals. No, ho. What are you doing? There. So no more karate. Just good energy. Just good energy and crystals. <laughs> and, okay. You know, so again, there's no place for us to go to go. <laughs> Gotcha. For this movie, besides golf and stuff, Mr. Miyagi be rolling. Good thing, everything. good thing we got we to go. Still to got golf. golf and stuff. Cause that was worth a trip. Hi, I guess we're going to golf and stuff. Yeah. Bring some closed-toed shoes, guys. <laughs> Don't let them get you. Well, the man of the hour, Mr. Noriyuki Pat Morita. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mr. Miyagi. As Miyagi. You said, Nominated for Best Supporting Actor yeah. for his portrayal of Mr. Miyagi, mm-hmm. which I love. He did a great job. He did a fantastic job, not just in this movie, but in part two, three, and technically four, the next Karate Kid. I seen it. I liked it. Yeah. I thought it was great. I mean, I've been watching it a long time. Little Kid Me thought it was amazing, maybe mm-hmm. just because it was a girl. And it was like the newest one that came out mm. in the 90s. So, As like, you said, boys easier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and like you said, the studio did not want him. They did not. All they saw was Arnold, Arnold. from Happy Days. He's, like, He's a comedian. And that's we don't need a comedian for this role. Hilarious How because dare me you? as a little kid watching Happy Days was like, what is Mr. Miyagi doing speaking normally and owning a diner? It blew my fucking mind. Mm-hmm. So, yes. You and they replaced think- him on Happy Days with some big nose dude. The, yeah, the white dude. Sal's or something Sal. like that. Yeah. that's That pissed me off. They had no business replacing him. I just thought it was crazy Mr. Miyagi was on there. I swear to you. As a kid, it blew my mind. 
Then he was on Happy Days. Yes. Sunday, Monday, Happy Days. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Tuesday, Wednesday, Happy Days. Who taught Thursday, you to speak Friday, English? Friday, what's going on? Saturday. What a day. Moving all week with you. A boom, 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 boom. These days of love. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. It just, it blows my mind how much the studios and the producers intervene with the art of movie making. It makes me wonder how good some movies could have been had artists not conceded to the business end of filmmaking. Because it seems like every time an artist fights for something, it makes the movie better. They didn't want him to be in this movie at all. They made him audition five times before they even were like, okay. And once they did and they put him in the movie, they saw the potential of mm-hmm. how great he is and was like, we should have put you in there the whole time. Did they apologize to him? I believe a producer was like, our biggest mistake was almost not having you or something like that. So, you know. I'll say this. Comedians are some of the best dramatic actors And when in the I world. kept reading that, I kept going, but like, they're the best. They are. Look at Robin Williams. <laughs> incredibly funny incredibly powerful dramatic Look at Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg. Jim Carrey. Jim Neeb did an incredible job in my movie. Even, and he is a comedic actor. Even uh, Kevin Hart does good fucking drama shit. He did! Mm-hmm. What was that movie he did with Brian Cranston? Another one. Brian Cranston. Hilarious. Hilarious. Also incredibly depth. And in my head, I always, you know, just see him running around in his drawers. You know, Malcolm in Middlestown. Like, yeah, <laughs> oh, definitely. That's what you're talking about. Uh, like in the desert? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Both times. Either way, he's in his drawers. So that sweet, sweet math. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Mr. Miyagi was part of the 442nd Regiment yes. Combat Team, mm-hmm. who was mostly Japanese-American uh, soldiers, many of them from internment camps. Um, and they fought f- in England during World War Two, yeah, and the they are the most highly decorated unit in the U.S. military history. So that just kind of shows you some backstory of like how badass Mr. Miyagi is. Mm-hmm. He's not just like, oh, I was in the army and I no. was a cook. Nah, bitch, he was in. He was top flight of the world. Craig. Top flight of the world. Craig. Yeah, for real. Well, they talk about that in part three. Terry Silver mentions the 442nd. He's like, oh, man, more Medals of Honor got handed out to the 442nd than all of like World War II put together or yeah. something like that. Something like that, yeah. They, they did the damn thing. You know. Yeah. You respect that man. I would be remiss if I did not mention his fantastic portrayal of the Emperor in Mulan. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. My man's got 175 TV and film credits. Damn, Gina. Yeah. And he famously said, it's been a career filled with very low valleys and some wonderful high peaks. When he was getting cast for this, when they were trying to cast for this role, he didn't even live here. Where's he at? He was living in Hawaii. H-E-W-A-I-I. And he was sitting there doing stand-up and, mm-hmm. you know, things like that, just kind of scraping by. And then he was like, all right, let me give this, like, Hollywood shit one more time. Okay. And so he called his agent and he came out here and they were like, look, they're looking for any Asian man at this point, older Asian man, 
Like, I know you're not, drama's not really your thing, but I could submit you and you could go. And so he was like, all right, cool. Well, I'll just try it. And he went, and he's the one who came up with uh, Mr. Miyagi's, like, deep Raski voice. And his, you know, so his monotoneness, you know, short answers, mm-hmm. all of that was kind of his creation. His character breakdown. Mm-hmm. Mm, they gotcha. loved it. He also came up with the bandana. Mm. It was like a prop in his pocket, and he gave it to Daniel, and they kind of went with it, and it became iconic. Smell bad, heal good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exact. Um, Take a sip. <laughs> what? A- <laughs> what else? Uh, he is the one who came up with the logo on the back of Daniel's... The bonsai tree? Yeah. With the sun setting behind it? All of that, that was his idea of like what okay. what they should add on there. So I love that. The song that he's singing mm. when he's drunk is... I'm not going to butcher it, but I know what you're I don't about. know how to sing it, but the song... That was a real song that he heard when he was in an internment camp back in the day and people would sing that and so that was not in the script that was more of that's just him that was just him hello he's when they're at the tournament and he's speaking japanese because daniel's like oh uh oh she's his uh translator translator. i can't understand his instructions without her and so he starts speaking Japanese, and Elizabeth, she was like, oh, you, you remind him of an uncle like, oh. he had back in Tokyo. He's like, oh. I guess it's okay. Oh, he says you're very kind. Thank you. Yeah, Welcome. Like, <laughs> he looks at him Motherfucker, like, you can speak English, you liar. I mean, thank you. I, can, I can't speak Spanish, but I can say Gracias. thank you and you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could do that much. Yeah, but he does it in a way that's... It is is comedic. He's comedic. He he does some moments in here that are just hilarious. I do love when he's laughing when he like when he falls in the boat. Oh, Daniel, son, you are wet behind here. He almost falls out of the boat himself. He couldn't even keep it together. It was hilarious. (laughs) They both scared the fish. The fish gone. Oh yeah, the fish were gone. (laughs) Okay, so Mr. Miyagi's workshop. Uh huh was built they basically took parking spot and then they built a wall on it and a door no shit so if you look it's like a carport mm-hmm. and then you know like there's like one spot and then which is why they're the looking through the like chicken wire kind of yeah yeah okay. yeah it's because it's not real okay somebody for a couple of weeks didn't have a parking spot <laughs> that's well, for sure it's, it's a bigger footprint than that because they gotta light it they got to get the cameras on the outside. That this was... is just for the outside. I don't know what the inside was about. Oh, okay. But when he comes out and he sticks his head out, and he's like, boop-a-doo, that's... Or where Daniel's looking for him and he has to find the door. Mm. That that outside part is a build. Gotcha. So somebody didn't have a spot, like I said. That's fucked up. That is fucked up, because <laughs> I come home from late, and if I got to park on the street, ugh. I'm not having it. Ugh, not happy. You're going to have to pay me some money for that. Drop drop it into my hand <laughs> and they will last thing i'll say is that uh mr pat marita did pass away in 2005 mm-hmm. i remember the day and i was very sad he left behind a great legacy he did and uh unfortunately it was due to kidney failure which is not the way that you want to go Damn. so yeah cheers to pat marita cheers i don't have any more but I got one more Me fact. Too. I got a little lemon in this. 
All right, so you know the line. Get him a body bag. Get him a body bag. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> By the fucking annoying psycho looking dude. Mm-hmm. It was improvised. Okay. And now it is like I kind of I saw a shirt I, when I was looking online today. I saw a shirt that had him on it, and it mm-hmm. said "Get him a body bag." Dude, I feel like the way he was acting, he was he might have been drunk. In he was life? act like on set. Like the way he was acting sounded like an obnoxious drunk. He sounded like an obnoxious high schooler. Uh-huh. And to me, what I got from him, it was like, all right, this is my chance to get some screen time. Sure. And every time you see him, he make he is a present. He is definitely mm-hmm. a presence on screen. You always look at him. He has these lines that aren't that much, but he makes them into something. Like, so that's what I see. I see they were like, all right, you know, some cheer, some shit. And he was like, I'm just going to scream this out. And they were like, that was pretty good. I like that. Keep it. Gotcha. They did bring him back for Cobra Kai. And they dedicated an episode to him because sadly he did pass away recently from cancer. No. Did he fight in Cobra Kai? He He did. Yeah. He did. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm out. I'm out. Hey. Okay. Well, you guys, I guess we did it. <laughs> that is our episode. We made it through. We're going to go find it. Have another night of golf and stuff. Yes. With our closed-toed shoes, Smashly. Woo. I don't know about you, but I'm ready for some pie. I'm so ready for this homemade guys, apple pie. Miss Zenobia made the nicest-looking Apple pie. Mm. I am ready. We should have got some ice cream. I might have to make an ice cream run. I don't know where you're going to go. It's 1 o'clock. 7 <laughs> 11. It's 1 o'clock. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening and following us on all the podcast players. Mm-hmm. If you have any movies or drink requests, Please send into our email, lights, camera, cocktail, no S. No S. Get that S out of there. At gmail.com, and we will consider it, depending on what movie and drink it is. Nothing when Jaeger for Mr. Jason. (laughs) Is that an unfair request? It's not. Please add extra champs. I don't know. Am I forgetting something? I'm so hot. No, we got a scene to do. We do have a scene to do. We'll be back next week. We have a special guest next week. Yes, we do. It's a returning guest. A returning guest. We've had this guest on before. I'm very excited. It's a very attractive guest. I'm not going to lie. I said it. Ashley can get mad at me if she wants. I'm just a little, you know, jelly sometimes. (laughs) Truce. Too high. (laughs) All right. And we have not rehearsed this scene at all as, you know, things happen. So we're going to do what we can do. But here's a scene for next episode and the next movie. I got that right this time. Yay! Look at us. We're doing things. I'm not as drunk as normal. Saying things right. We did stop after two. That was a good one. But I might make one more after this. It was a good one. Okay. There's three days left in May. That gives us 63 hours to round up the guys and get them. Great. We could talk about this over dinner. What? No, 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 no. We have to go now. Don't you have some bathrooms to clean or something? Technically, yes, but... Well, all right. You know what? Take this ridiculous thing off and get to it. We'll talk about it later. I'll resign, Bob. (laughs) Fine. You don't have to resign. You're fired. Good. Because the benefits here suck. No, they don't.
Right. Benefits actually are really good. <laughs> I couldn't get it out. I couldn't get it out. <laughs> He's just like saying it to no one in the hallway. Thank All you. right, guys. That's our scene. We I made hope you it. know that movie. I'm very excited. It's oh. one of my favorite newer movies of like the last five years. So we'll see you guys next week. Yes. Light, camera, cocktails. Get him a body bag. <laughs> you yeah. don't got to give me a body bag. I'm the best around. You are. You made it through the show. Your Nothing body. Don't ever keep me down. <laughs>